When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. There we go. Finally got it. You recorded perfectly. Finally got it. It's amazing. 19 weeks running. That was some Lob City <laughs> shit. That was, <laughs> finally, that was excellent. Finally caught that motherfucker. Realest podcast ever, episode 135. I'm your host, Chad Fane, a.k.a. Peach Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, Matt Kane, a.k.a. Black Hammer. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Remember Major League Two? Yes. You remember? Yeah, do, I, I watched it recently. Do, do you know the 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 behind the scenes shit of the movie with Mario? I mean, with uh, Omar Epps and Wesley Snipes yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the story. So, if you don't know, Wesley Snipes was say hey Willie Mays in the first Major League. Yes. It was a cult classic, uh, box office smash, legendary movie. When it came time for them to do Major League Two, Wesley Snipes had Major League Two and Demolition Man right. on the table with Sylvester Stallone. He opted, of course, this is to, fucking Rocky, right. to do a fucking action movie with Sylvester Stallone instead of doing Major, Major League, League Two. Two. So they got Omar Epps to replace him as uh, Say Hey Willie Mace. Right. In the movie, in their off season, Omar Epps decided to become an actor and do an action movie <laughs> with Jesse Ventura and making fun of, of, of Wesley Snipes who right. wanted to do Demolition Man. That nigga's name was White Lightning and his it name was, was Black, Black Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> Fucking and, Jesse Ventura. And when they got done having the shootout, Jesse Ventura jumped off of a, a, a building. And landed on his feet. Jesse <laughs> Ventura jumped off of the building and landed on his feet. And Omar Epps walked up and Omar Epps said, mine fell the hardest. Jesse Ventura said, mine are the deadest. And that was how the fuck it got. Jake was just sitting there looking like, what the fuck is this? So when they went to the, the first game, uh, remember Bob Euchre? Yeah. Uh, Wacky World of Sports yeah. Bowl? He was the commentator. He was like, I went to see uh, Say Hey Willie's Maze. Movie in the theaters. It was only in the theaters for two hours. <laughs> they ran it once. He was like, however, he was like, I went to see his film. It was only in theaters for two hours. It was, however, in really good focus. <laughs> like they were shitting all over. Wesley's like, we're going to do demolition. Demolition, man. man. Dog. That was that was some G ass shit. Like you really shitted on us to go do that. All right, we just right, gonna play we, this shit we out. Add you. This we gonna play this shit out. You this whole movie. Mine fell the hardest. Mine were the deadest. <laughs> 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 Fucking demolition, man. Oh, good times. 
I'm tired now. Already. Yeah, already. <laughs> like, we can just pack up and go at this point. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, 135. Believe it or not, we actually got a lot of, it's a lot of topics. Yeah, no. I, like, I, a lot I, of uh, shit happened. Yeah, man. Shit, I knew from last Tuesday that uh, it was going to be up for this week's episode. Um, you know, a lot has transpired in uh, music, sports, politics especially. Everything. Um you know, we also have a world premiere of a record today. Oh, yes. Um, Bay Fuck Them Hoes, affectionately known as BFTH. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be dropping that later on today. Uh, but, you know, literally the artist from uh, Miami reached out to us. Uh, let me, you know, make sure I, I, I shout them out. Um, but, yeah, they reached out to us. And I said, I have to hear this song. Uh, but, yeah, the artist's name is Trizzy Tree from Miami. Okay. And I said, yo, I have to hear this song. And I listened to it on the way over here. And it's fucking good as shit. I, I, I love it. I can't wait. I wanted to, when I saw the DM, I was like, I want to hear it. You, you have to. Bay fuck them hoes just sounds lit. Like, just sounds it's, cool. It's, shit. it's a universal smash. Uh, so yeah, so we got that going on. Uh, but yeah, we got local news, world news, all types of stuff to talk about. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, what did I do this weekend? Uh, Turn me down a little bit. I feel like I'm loud. Uh, which one? Like I'm you? talking like my grandfather. Are you seven? I'm seven. Boom. There we go. Good. Yep, that works. My man. Uh, what did I do this weekend? Nothing really. I uh I worked one day. Uh, I went to Sam's Club. That was pretty lit. Sounds that sounds. Uh, I finally got back in the gym. You know, cause I didn't go last week the way I you know with all that yeah. traveling and shit. The um uh did I have any sneakers? Oh, I got the off white fives. Oh, nice. I have them. I yeah. just uh I just like opened them and looked <laughs> like they were in the box uh-huh. that they shipped them in. I finally looked at them. Like, I should probably wear these. I went to All Star Game ones now. Oh, okay. I'd swore all fives, but yeah, you know the Raging Bulls is coming back out. Yeah. April tenth. And uh they moved the the remember the university ones you were talking about? Yeah. They moved them back to March now. Sons of bitches. So remember they were coming out February 9th. Yeah, now yeah, they yeah. moved them back to March. I might just buy them early at So this they point. moved I'm them back to March, but then they moved up the not the Raging Bulls. The because the Raging Bulls come out April 10th. It's something else that comes out at the end of March. Oh Lord. It's gonna drive me crazy. I was just looking at the shit. <laughs> well, Dan's always Ofa. <laughs> you knew you knew they was just gonna be Ofa. <laughs> Dan, the Dan, one Dan's the, Ofa the, everything. One, the one weekend Dan hit Yeezy and he hit sneakers and something else all in the same weekend, and it was all shit he didn't want. <laughs> I, I've still never hit anything on sneakers, so that was that's pretty lit to actually hit on sneakers. All right, here it is, right here. Uh, because I literally just looked at it. Like, what the fuck did they move up? The fours, the university. Oh, fours. the university fours they moved are them February up now. To March thirtieth. Oh, March thirtieth. Right. Okay. And then, the, uh, see, they moved them back to March sixth. They were supposed to be February 9th. Yeah, I'm buying those early. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm tired of waiting yeah. at this point. They was like nine hundred bucks on the early release that. for mad that. long, and now they dropped to like five something. So I'm gonna see, just the buy. Bulls come out April 10th. Raging Bulls is fire. The Raging, the pack was was awesome with the 3Ms, yeah. but you know, the uh, I yeah. finally wore. Uh, I went out Friday and Saturday. I went out Friday. I went to Davio's for dinner with my girl. Saturday, I went to uh, Steak 48 with my family for my mom's birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, mom. Her, her birthday was the 9th, but Steak 48, you got to make a reservation nine years in advance. Yeah. Uh, niggas was selling reservations. Apparently. Like, niggas are ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> niggas will resell anything. Uh, so in, you, in, in the words of me with the raccoon, I don't know if you saw that on my side, this <laughs> raccoon is ridiculous. 
That's how niggas is. Niggas is ridiculous. Niggas are ridiculous. <laughs> Selling reservations is crazy. So yeah. So uh, I we uh, I'm just going to Falloons. <laughs> it ain't that serious. It's definitely not that serious. I'm so not I'm paying you for a reservation. I finally wore uh, my uh, Cactus Jack sixes, the green ones. Okay. I, um, with the little book bag, with the little book bag on the on the uh, on. You was hating on them. I was hating on them, yeah. and now I love them. I owe yeah. you an apology. I told I'm you, sorry. man. The, the, the Travis Scott sixes was fire, man. Um, somehow I was talking to somebody about this this weekend, and I'm like, yo, somehow, some way, because I was talking about the uh, the fake versus thing that got thrown out there with Travis and Future, oh, and I, I was didn't just, see that. I was just basically saying that uh, Tim, one of Timberland's his manager or one of his employees was on Clubhouse. The defund clubhouse and was basically saying yeah. that uh, they were working on the possibility of a future versus like Travis Scott versus battle. And I'm like, Arr! pump the bricks. Future is a different type of animal. Like future is one of them niggas to where it's yeah, like, you could do, that. you could future could future is one of like the five or six artists that could battle himself. He could do like Zaytoven future against Mike will future. He could do early future against Hendrix. Like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Little Wayne is like that too. He could do mixtape wheezy against uh like billboard wheezy. Like Drake could, I mean, uh, future could do straight Drake records. Exactly. He could you know do all saying? collabs. Like Jay Z could do A sides versus B sides. He could do Jigga versus Hove. Like I said it before when it came to the versus shit. If because they was talking about who would I remember we had it on here the who would Drake versus against. And I was like, the only person that would make sense would be Kanye. Yeah. And then people were throwing out the Jay Z shit. I'm like, the Jay Z thing doesn't make sense unless it was a B sides battle. Now a Drake Hove B sides battle would be lit. Would be phenomenal. And they could go to like 40. Yeah, like you 35, know, like 40. A Drake and Hove B-Sides <laughs> Yeah, <battles>. maybe 50. <laughs> yeah, like when you get to where you're talking about those, you know, club paradises and all them type yeah. songs going up against, uh, I don't know, just throw like the... the, the, the uh, Where I'm from and Streets is watching. And, and uh, uh, I show you how to do this, son. Like all of them type, yeah. like that would be... That would be entertaining. To see a Hove and Drake B-Sides Yeah, battle. so I was based, so I basically got into the whole thing of like, you know, how popular Travis is and the, the fact that he's a name. Yeah. And he's a name for almost like not everything but music because he got hits. Don't get it fucked up. But he like redefined the world of like artist merch and design and sneakers and when, all of that when, shit. When it kind of took it almost a, not as not further than Kanye, but like he did something different because of who he got. He got linked up with Nike and was allowed to do what Kanye wasn't. It's like how I always talk about how uh, when MTV would do those hottest MCs in the game and they would encompass all these things that weren't really rap or... Right. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I look at Travis Scott as like the the cliche. Him, Wiz Khalifa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ludicrous. Where it's like they just got so much shit yeah. that people appeal to them about. Yeah. And where you're just like, oh, okay. Like Travis is not a lyricist. He's not like 
a rapidy rap nigga, but on the same token, like he understands the art of production and the value of <clears throat> production and music. And his vocals going to sound a certain way. And he going to give you a crazy visual. And then he going to have a Lambo. And this like, he understands all of that other shit. It's like, that sells like, a record. like when you look at Ludacris, Luda literally, you know, as far as rap was phenomenal. Yeah. As far as song making was phenomenal. And he gave you the visuals with the music, the visuals with a concert, the visuals right. with just him as a person, all his commercials, all his endorsements. Then turns around and starts acting. He's in an Oscar award winning right. film and he's part of the arguably the, the, it, one of the top four or five biggest, biggest movie franchises. franchises. Yeah. It's like them people just. They're, Shout out know. to Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that up. Like. It's uh. something to be said for the role of like drugs and creationism and like making your art better. And it's also something to be said for like drugs and making you make bad decisions yeah. like pass on the Fast and Furious because yeah. you're just filling yourself. Like, I'm going to go shoot this movie <laughs> with Steven Seagal. Y'all can't touch Ja Rule. Y'all can't tell me what to do. But it looked like, yeah, it's one of the things when you look at it, you know, if, if for, it was for Luda. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, mm -hmm. it just, it, it, Sometimes when it's meant for you, it's meant for you. I, I was watching Dennis Rodman's Thirty for Thirty. Did you ever watch that? Um, probably I haven't seen it in a while. If I, you if know, I Dennis, have. Dennis Rodman's from Oak Cliff, so you know he literally graduated high school and was like on some bum shit, like living out on the street. He was a janitor. He worked at a, he was cleaning up at a fucking yeah. uh, airport. He wound up getting booked for stealing watches out of like one of the watch stores in the airport, and he stole like fifty watches. And the reason he didn't get convicted and they dropped the charges was he didn't sell them; he just gave them out. Oh shit! Like he got he got he stole fifty watches because he was on some like trying to be accepted type shit. Yeah. So he was just giving people watches. Like, oh, I got to watch for you, watch for you. Just like on some like, please be my friend type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they dropped the charges. His mom like, look, you either going to school, you going to service, or you getting the hell out of my house. So he goes to school. Now during this period, he growed, he grew, growed, he grew eleven inches. Oh, he was five eight. Looked up, he was six seven. <laughs> so. He became six seven, so he, of course now he's like start playing basketball out on the street, you know, at the park or yeah. whatever, whatever the community center. He goes to the college. The guy sees him, is like, "Yo, you know, back in the eighties, you six seven, six eight, nigga, you got a shot, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a shot." Ain't too many y'all around this job. So he went to the school, but didn't like school. He flunked out. Yeah, dropped out back home at his mom's crib. His mom like, "You gotta get the hell out of here." He living on the street. This nigga was six. Can you imagine a six eight homeless nigga? Like how wild that crazy look. Yeah, you better be getting some cats out of some trees or something. Nigga. And he he said he was on the street, whatever. But they opened up a uh, basketball court at one of the community colleges, so he would go there to play. And one of the coaches from a school in Oklahoma. Saw him was like yo I'm gonna take you down to Oklahoma took him down there he basically moved in with a family there he was working as a camp counselor one of the little white kids who worked there uh, <clears throat> who went excuse me who went to the camp brought him home and the oh, mom shit. and the dad like kind of liked him you know and they was like oh so he started kicking it being around whatever so he basically was living with his white family in Oklahoma he starts going to the college the nigga was a 23 year old freshman <laughs> going to college That's crazy. played in the NI. What, what what is it, Taylor? NIT? It, it, not NIT. NIAA? Whatever the fuck the conference division. Oh, he, NIAA. NIAA. He played in that oh. shit, wound up becoming an All-American. He didn't even know what an All-American was. The coach was like, yo, you made the All-Americans. He's like, what the hell is that? Right. They like, yo, like, you're one of the best basketball players the best in the country. country. He, was, he averaged 25 and 16. Hey, think about that. Like Dennis Rodman is the premier scorer. Just coming off the street, yeah. averaging 25 and 16. And he... Uh, he did that for three years, graduated. Well, didn't graduate. Did it for three years, and his coach was like, yo, you should declare for the draft, and got drafted by the Pistons. That's nuts. Next thing you know, you're a Hall of Famer. 
And and he says it like sometimes it's just like he's like I guess luck struck me again. He's like he went to he wasn't thinking about basketball on the street. Got saw took to a school flunked out back on the streets right. playing basketball. Got saw again. Yeah, right. And married Carmen Electra. <laughs> it is crazy. One like nine rings. How many fucking rings do Rodman got? He got Five. yeah. That's crazy. The craziest part is he if he would have been able to hold it together because he was on the Lakers in '99. Right. If he would have just held it together for one more season, he'd have been there for that three. <laughs> you know, it's crazy as fuck. Like he was. It was in number seventy three. He had the uh, yeah. he had the cheetah hair when mm-hmm. he was on the Lakers. He was completely out of control by then. <laughs> he, was, he was out of his fucking yeah. mind. But then, he, then he had a short stint with the Dallas Mavericks. That was the last joint. He was there for like 30 days. And, yeah. uh, you know, Mark Cuban and him was beefing and all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know. But, yeah, he's a legend. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I, was, I just watched his 30-30, and I just always thought that was interesting. Like, when something's for you, it's just it's for you. Yeah, it's going to find out. And, you know, it, it's fucked up. You made me think about the Ja Rule shit. Like, it just, it just wasn't for him, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because John Singleton literally said it. Like, I, I was begging him. Yeah, please. Because he was in the first one. Yeah, please. Like, do this. Please be a part of my multi-billion dollar movie <laughs> franchise. And Ja was just I'm like, going to go hang with Steven Seagal, yo. Yeah. This ain't working. Me and doing a Chinese collar tux. <laughs> Me and Steven Seagal. Yeah, you know I'm saying? But uh, let's get to some of these topics, man. Uh, where do you want to start? We got a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Uh, I want to start with a low, and then we can try to go up from here. Okay. All right, so uh, just last Monday we were here. Uh, we were talking about the fact that, you know, we were, while the murders were bad, we were controlling them a little bit. And uh, y'all went full berries for the last seven days. Yeah, um, berries. We went from 17 murders up to 36 in the last seven days. Um, 19 murders in the last seven days, which now puts us 6% ahead of the 2020 pace, which was at 34 the same day last year. And, you know, we've asked the question on here. It's, it's a rhetorical question at this point. I'm just not understanding what the fuck is going on in the streets right now. Like, maybe I'm the old nigga. I'm just that detached from it. But even, like, I talk to, like, my younger little bros and homies and shit like that. They are, like... I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, there's no real rhyme or reason to some of this shit. Yeah. 20 murders in a week is nuts. It's wild. <clears throat> on Martin Luther King we birthday week. We had 15 in four days at one point. Like, <laughs> Martin Luther King stood for nonviolence. Right. And it was his birthday. Monday was a holiday. Yeah. Niggas so, don't take days off. Niggas don't even take holidays no more. 20 in a week is insane. Like, if 20 in a week is, it, you're on pace to do a thousand in a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's wild. You know, it was, it was not here, but it was two, I saw on the news, it was two different uh, mass murders yesterday. Really? Four people got killed. That one was actually close. It was like Lehigh Valley. It was like a murder suicide. The dude killed hey. his whole family. And then, and I want to say either Indianapolis or Indiana. Uh, Same shit. So yeah, somebody. Well, yeah, one of them. Some, Indianapolis was it Indianapolis. Yeah. Dude ran. They two. Was it two or three dudes? I think it said two or three. I think it said three. Apparently, they ran up in a crib because they had ballistics from three different Jones. Five people in the crib killed them all, and one of them was a pregnant woman. Oh shit! So it was like some some hit type shit. You know Dang. what I'm saying? But yeah, yesterday it was two. You know, a mass murders consider anything where more four or more people get yeah. killed. Like it was two of them yesterday, and it's not even like. Fuck. You know, I'm like national news and like it's just like eh, that's crazy. Sunday, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wrap the weekend. Tom up. Brady's back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that shit ain't even news. Holy shit! Like dog, and it, it made me think back to like the remember the Lex Street shit. Yeah. Remember how that like just like captivated the entire yeah. southeastern Pennsylvania. Like now that shit would happen and just be like. Yeah, man, seven people killed, you know, in the crib today. Uh, tomorrow's going to be slightly cloudy, you know, 38 degrees. You know, like, it just... And Tuesday, we have the Westchester dog show. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Real <laughs> shit. Septon talks to race fairs next, <laughs> next November. You got to get... <laughs> like, that shit is just, like, news. It's just, you know what I mean? Damn, man. So, but I, I look at the murder thing now, and it, it's... It was bizarre at one point. Now, now it's just really... You, you can really get killed for it, like... That, like for nothing, sure. like not yeah. just anything. And that's the crazy. That's the you know the part that like you know I worry about about it is just because it's like you know Philly has always been like a rugged blue collar like street orientated place, uh, but even still within that like we were coloring within the lines so to speak on like a lot of different stuff like you know people that were you know getting killed or you know supposed to get killed so uh, to yeah, speak uh, like, like uh, yeah <laughs> like it, it was it was you know it was kind of inbounds and it was like a backstory and you knew who did what and you, they'd be like yo so and so got killed. Or They'd be like, damn, really? He'd be like, well, you know, he'd yeah, 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 yeah. right, right, right. be like, oh, I'd have killed him. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, anybody would have killed yeah, him, considering like, that. It was making sense. And man. now it's just like, it's just so random. And then it's like, you know, with these with these younger guys, with these younger folks, you got like friends killing friends and taking them off for like money and drugs and this and this. And it's just like, God damn, like, it's literally like, who can you trust? And mm-hmm. it's like to the point where it's like, yo, everybody got guns, apparently. Yeah. Like, everybody has guns. Um, it's not even relegated to one part of the city or other. We saw what happened with the making the national news with the guy in Brewery Town. Mm-hmm. That's a gentrified area where that took place at 7 o'clock in the, in the evening. Right. So it's just like, it's really no rhyme or reason to this shit. And it's like, damn near everything falls under like senseless violence. Yeah. Like, it ain't no street justice. It ain't no real retribution. It's just people just doing shit. I saw that they were doing a uh, gun off the street program where you bring a gun in, they would give you some money or whatever. And I'm like, that ain't going to work. Yeah, that ain't I'm never like, going to You're going to have to give them Lambo trucks. <laughs> like, what you going to give me, 50000 Like, You bring a nine, you get a Lambo truck. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's the only way. It's like, it, 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 yeah, everybody got guns. Everybody shooting. Everybody is just out for mayhem, yeah. like daily. I saw the shit the other day, the video, it was like a road rage incident like the dude cut the dude off and then they got out and had words the nigga got out the car with the extendo oh shit and and then let off like four shots or whatever and the people filming it was like oh shit and then he hopped in the car the law was chasing him and shit and it's just like Bruh. going to jail for nine <laughs> you got a, a joint with a ladder right you done let off four shots it's like over a nigga cutting you off. Yeah, you're going to get a year for every bullet that ain't supposed to be. Even if it's legal, you're getting a year for every bullet that ain't supposed to be in that motherfucker. Right. Like, what's the legal capacity on this mag? All right, cool. Get this nigga 34 years. Yeah. It is, it's just nonsense, man. It's like, you know, people are just, they go right to the... They go right to the pistol play. To, like, to the sticks. Yeah, they go, no, it's no negotiation. It's, it turns straight into NHL 2021. <laughs> like, it's no negotiation. It's no, like, yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about this. Like, it's go. we go straight to the sticks. It's lacrosse. It's Jim Brown, 1967. <laughs> it's lacrosse. <laughs> like, we go right to the lacrosse. That bro. shit is real, man. Like, it, it's just, ugh. It, it, it's... It's terrifying and it, it, just on the strength of, like, the the children. Right. You know what I mean? I got a niece, and it's like, you know, I like, we talk a lot about having kids and shit, and it's just, 
Ugh. Like, who wants to be a part of this shit? Who wants to be out here in this in this yeah. nonsense? We're like, and the crazy part, I saw that uh, out of the 500, 499 murders of last year, more than half of them were people under the age of 22. And I was just like, God damn. Like, it's teenagers. It's little kids. Like, it's 14, 15, 16. Like, I know multiple 15, 16-year-old kids who've been, like, shot. Right. Remember, there was a period where, like, little, little kids kept getting shot. Remember where women kept getting hit? Yeah. Like, it's nonsense, man. Yeah, man. It's like, we, you know, we try to use our platform responsibly to, you know, bring awareness to stuff like this. And um, it's just it's just sad that this is what it's come to. And it's like, you know, we have a record-breaking year. You have 499 murders, not to mention all of the other shootings and maimings and I, attacks I, and all I've that. I read that out of all the shootings that happened in 2020... Nine percent of them were there was a arrest made. Nine percent. Nine percent. Maybe it was arrest and conviction, but it was nine okay. percent. I know that for sure. Because I, I mean, I was like that. That literally means I got a ninety percent chance but of getting, getting away, away with, with this shit. shit. Yeah. So it's like, fuck it. That's that's better than playing the big three. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I do that shit every day. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You, know, you got a point oh eight percent every day. Dollar straight dollar box. <laughs> the shit come out all the whenever the number come out, it could be any number, six eight seven. That's the old three digits of my phone number. You know my shit could be two and five, six eight seven. <laughs> like, everybody got all that's that the a reason I should have played that. Right. Big four come out, thirty four, thirty two. Joe nice to date, that's her mama address. <laughs> 3234 South Delancey. You got damn. <laughs> hey, to be like, dog, like you have no, you have less of a chance at hitting that shit right. than getting convicted from a, a, a gun shooting. So it's like, yeah, motherfuckers are just like, dog. Think about how many people you know. And I, I even me, I and I don't know nobody. Yeah. Like I say that shit all the time. Like I don't know nobody. People fake know me. I don't know <laughs> it. Know, I don't know y'all back. <laughs> I don't know y'all back. Real shit. <laughs> I don't know you back. So if I know a lot, like I would say when it comes to like chicks, if if I can name 20 motherfuckers that I know have been allegedly attached to you, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Because I don't that's, know. That's like 400. That's like six. Because <laughs> I don't know all of the Heem 21st streets and the and the J-Bug 29th streets. And I don't know all these motherfuckers. At Bula with the sticks. Yeah. So it's like I know of all these different shootings and who did this and what 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 and you know how to you know streets talk yeah. and half the time it don't even be the streets Footlocker talk right you know what I'm saying <laughs> all the beauty salon shit seriously Best Buy talk yeah fucking uh, Renaissance talk like <laughs> motherfuckers all talk so it's like if, if like nigga you work at H H Greg why do you care who's shooting shit up dog but it's just wild though because it's like dog it's so many. Shootings and shit that just go on. That's just yeah. ain't nobody getting convicted for that shit. Ain't it? you know what I'm saying? The other day I saw uh um they the, the, you know they arrested the two young boys who was involved in the, the Brewerytown shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people in the Facebook posts were like, "Oh, I think it's crazy that they acted so fast on this, and we already got them picked up on the street, huh? I guess black lives really don't matter because that if it had that been somebody black, they probably wouldn't they wouldn't have arrested nobody. In and somebody on the post was like, "All this nonsense." And this one guy, I wish I had his name to like give him because yeah. he he got on there and he said it. He was like, "Do y'all know why this shit was picked up on so fast?" First off. There was because people was like complaining about the fact that it was a forty thousand dollar reward. Yeah. For for the, and it was like the police didn't put that up. His family yeah, and family friends, and the community put that put shit, that shit yeah, up. People that know. Secondly, when it comes down to like police activity and finding a person that killed their loved one, they not 
Oh, I ain't getting involved in that. I ain't yeah, ratting. I ain't telling everything. They they coming together to figure this shit out. Yeah. And he was like, y'all have this whole, I don't snitch, no snitching, no telling. Y'all believe in this culture. But then you want the police to figure right. shit out. And it don't work like that. Because yeah. he even went into it. If you know, if you can like look it up and see that 80% of federal convictions come from testimony, confidential informant assistance, all these different things. That's 80% of the feds. Right. And the national and the, and the feds is literally like when they come to get you. This is page three where you draw. Yeah. Page four, you see who's drawing right. Like yeah, this is page six, uh, paragraph eight. You pulled the stick out on <laughs> Fahim. Like they they telling you all the different joints. So it's like this is the feds. So it's like local state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like shit like that. You you don't want to assist in anything. Yeah. But you can't turn around and be like, oh, why y'all ain't solved this? Yeah, I was just talking about this at, at dinner the other night with my parents, and I'm like, yo, the difference between. Black community, white community, etc. is like they gonna do what need be done to get your ass off the street. Right. Like you are a menace. We gonna put you where this other menace is at because we don't need you in this neighborhood killing nobody else. So they gonna fucking turn over all a ring camera footage. They gonna fucking put yeah. money up. They gonna oh this look funny and so and so so and so. And I seen the nigga in a Chevy Corsica and that looked funny because yeah. I never seen I ain't seen a Corsica before. since ninety <laughs> four. <laughs> all right. of that everything is was on display. They calling the motherfucking tip you open the sunroof with the fucking hatch <laughs> <laughs> with the handle <laughs> like so. All of like that, a fucking uh, sewer drain. <laughs> all of that is in play. Yo. And niggas don't want to say nothing. And then they just think like, oh, the police supposed to do their job and earn their money. And it's like, no, nah, police work is collaborative. Why the fuck you think every police officer got a partner? Right. The shit like is you can't figure it all out on your own. So it's like y'all be so enamored with street culture. Then street shit happen to people that y'all care about. And then y'all be mad at the streets and then subsequently mad at the police because they can't figure out some street shit. That y'all won't tell what the fuck happened. Bingo. It's a big ass labyrinth. You said, you said it fast, but I know you hit the nail on like, the head. I'm gonna <laughs> listen back to it's it. It's a big like, ass labyrinth yeah, of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hamster wheel. Yeah, like do yeah. y'all want to do y'all want y'all communities policed and safe or no? That's what you got to decide because I don't live where majority of these people that are complaining about this shit live. My mother don't live where these like I'm saying. Patrice like, O'Neill had a had a uh, bit on one of his standups where he said. Um, I used to say fuck the police all the time. And, you know, coming from where I come from, you know, I believe he's from like the Boston area. Yeah, like suburbs of Boston. Yeah, like on some made men type shit. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ravens. <laughs> yeah. And um, do you know his story about him going to jail? Yeah, and like yeah. shit? So, you know, he's like, I, I had a very, very skewed view of police, yeah. uh, you know, the the ju the justice system, all of that shit. And I would be literally for my life just be like, man, fuck the cops, fuck them, fuck them all. He's like, but then I got like successful and I like I own things and I realized like somebody break into this house. I can't necessarily call the Crips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like can't I can't call the GD. It's like I got to call the police. <laughs> Crips probably did this. Shit. <laughs> you know? But it's the truth. It's like you, 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 you want your community to be safe. You want your children to be able to play outside. Absolutely. But then in the, on the on the flip, you want them to like not fuck with law enforcement. It's a whole conundrum. Because realistically, when it comes to the law enforcement side, this is where you have to be personable and you have to give a face to the exactly. community. What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. 
We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. To work with, you have exactly. to be a part of the. It's, it only it, it, and it's literally gotten to the yeah, point where sh- like you shouldn't I'll, just show up when there's some shit going down. I always talk about like the whole uh, black and white anger shit. Now it's like yeah. everything goes down to black and white, and it's like it don't it don't have to do that. But just where we are in society, it's so much friction, and you know, especially with the police in the inner city, there's just it. I, I personally don't think it's ever gonna be. Some type of like calm bored to the shit. Yeah, it's just gonna sure. get worse and worse and it's worse. It's like you think worse. about the average. I was talking talk, talk, uh, a friend of mine yesterday, basically going over this, and I'm just like, yo, you you deal with certain like um like as, as, as probably about five six years ago, Philadelphia turned over the enforcement of the highways to the state police. Mm-hmm. We can't deal with all the violence in the city and police the fucking highways and mm-hmm. give niggas tickets and catch niggas running up and down mm-hmm. the highway with drugs and shit like that too. So the expressway patrol now basically serves. As like an an added enforcement unit in crime riddled neighborhoods, Southwest Philly, Mm -hmm. North Philly, shit like that. Like when they pull you over, get out the car. It's not even license registration, mm-hmm. like none of that shit. It's like, yo, you in this car, you look funny, you in a uh, in a hot zone, get the fuck out the car. And it's like, yo, it's that adversarial relationship between like the police and people in the community because some motherfuckers is just. A dummy that don't have a license that's trying to get home or pick their girl up from work or something like right. that. And he getting treated like a full-blown criminal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, where is that line between, like, you know, the personable aspect of it versus, like, you know, cops doing their job? And it's like, everything in life is about striking a balance. And it's like, you know, certain functions of the police are strictly to be assholes and be enforcers and not be, like, an arm of the community. Right. <clears throat> so it's like, you just end up with all of these problems and you have this, like, this constant fight between the community, the communities that need the policing most and the police because the police ain't policing the community the way that the people want to be policed or the way that they need to be policed. And that's just the reality of it. I say it all the time. Y'all go and scream about how many shooters and how many hitters you got. And you, then when, then when hittings and and shootings happen, y'all are looking around like, Oh, what the fuck? Justice for me, man. And it, it, you know, it, it, it just doesn't work like that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just so it's a it's a it's a sad situation all the way around. We should get uh we should get some people up here that have worked in law enforcement. I I, I was you know to talk about a couple were gonna issue. come up, but you know things kind of you know went left and yeah. you know we should uh, we should reignite that conversation. Um, I would I would like that. It's important because um. You know, we should have Pastor Carl here, obviously, to talk about the community side of it, because he's outside doing the work, talking to people. He knows what the people want. And then you also, you know, can have somebody that, um, you know, from the police department or used to work in the police department or whatever and talk about, like, the procedural part of it and, like, what the hell is going on and how we can come to some middle ground. I think that would be a good conversation for us. Up I here. seen Carl post the other day. And I, I was like, okay, Carl, uh, you know, Carl always wore, he, we're all black in vans. Yeah. He had on all black in Dolce Gabbana's. I said, like, okay. <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> yeah, turn it up. What is it? He, you, you ever see the pastors with hot sneaks yeah, face? Preachers with sneakers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Carl, go ahead. Preachers with sneakers. I do want to give a shout out though. We talked, we, I don't want to completely, dis- the black community came together the other day. Did you see them out front of the liquor store in Harlem? Yes. For that's yo, that's our y'all weird of the week. For sure, we can get right into that early. Um, y'all weird. I, we haven't done a y'all weird in a while, 
It's a very good segment. We need to bring it back. Uh, we could bring it back, honestly, hourly yeah. at this point. <laughs> we at least do two a show. At least do three or four <laughs> for a week. You know what I mean? Y'all weird this week. A young woman got off of work and went to buy a bottle of wine from a liquor store. Convenience store. Convenience store. You know, mini mart in Harlem. Yep. She walks in. A group of gentlemen, five or six of them. They're hanging around the front of the store like niggas who don't got really nothing to do, do. Right. She walks in. They come in the store. One of the younger guys says, yo, let me buy that for you, ma. I assume he says ma because he's in Harlem. It's Harlem. He had on a red Montclair. He, had, he, he definitely a, said ma. I, my homegirl the other day was like, um, was he crazy or something? And I was like, he had a Montclair on. She's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm like, did they have a Montclair? What the fuck? I don't know. But she was like, that's going to be my new line. But they're like, yo, so so crazy? No, he had a Montclair on. <laughs> Oh, think so, nigga. He, they, she came in the store. They came and he asked to buy the wine, whatever, whatever. She said no. Some words ensued. Yeah. She walks out of the store. Think you think you better than us? My, my, my. She walks out the store. They follow her. All six of these niggas decide to attack her yes. and start beating on her. Yeah. Main man bit her forehead. Yeah. Tried to bite her eye out. Tried to bite her eye out. Yeah. My thing is this, right? Not being funny or nothing. Like, once you get the eye in your mouth, now what? <laughs> what do you do with the eye? What do you do from here? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what the And the fact that he went right foot at is like, have you done that before? <laughs> how many eyes have, have you, you ate? How many, uh, how many people in Harlem are missing an eye because you out here eating people's faces? How many man? saggots have you put out, <laughs> out here into the world? Like, niggas are sick. You like biting somebody's eye out is like that's got to be desperation to bite somebody. Yeah. You only bite when you scared. Yeah. No, it's six on it's six males on one female. Y'all ain't scared. Like if if you just hold up right now and started punching on me and shit, my first instinct wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got, I got something for this nigga. Because <laughs> I'm gonna fight you back to get you off of me. You have to be in a desperation like there's nothing else. I gotta yeah, bite. I'm gonna bite your fucking eye out. But to like. To go for the bite when you're winning, when you it's are, like you're going for two advantage. when you up seventeen. Yeah, it's the literal. It's like it's, what the fuck a, is the purpose of this? The, it's the literal um, uh, manifestation of killing an ant with a sledgehammer. It's like, fam, y'all already beat the shit out of me. Like y'all kick me, punch me, the whole nine, stole my iPhone. You gonna take my eye with you? Dog. I saw there was another situation in Chinatown in Manhattan where like twelve people rolled on a nigga, stripped him naked, beat his ass. I saw ass. that too. So, and 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 somebody was saying how like. This is becoming more and more like prevalent in New York City, where like New York was, they had got some work. Remember, you were talking about yeah, like there was, no there was no crime. There was no crime. And they were talking about it in the article I was reading, where it's like New York had got some work, where it was like no crime. There were gangs and doing gang shit in the boroughs, but yeah. like Manhattan and all that shit was swept of it. And it's like now here we are, where like. A couple years ago, uh, why being Almighty J got jumped and all that in Manhattan? They cut his face the whole nine. Like niggas are bugging. Yeah. Like, niggas yeah. are bugging. And in a city, like, as advanced as New York City, you got 11 million people. You would think that, like, this shit wouldn't happen. Because, no. like, there's literally cameras everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. The little fucking halal carts got cameras uh, on them. Every, and the crazy part is all of this shit is on tape. Yeah. All every of piece of it. Everything's on tape. So the community came together outside of the liquor store the other night and had, like, a rally on some, like, no, we need to get these niggas, like, yeah. now. Like, 
today. Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. We need to get them you, off the fucking. You streets. know them. You you know them. You ain't saying nothing. We fucking you up. Yeah. Like, and it needs to go back to that. And that's the element of street justice that like we missing to where it's like yo. Sometimes you gotta police your own communities, man. Like and men gotta get back to being men. It's no scenario that can happen. I don't give a fuck what she said. I don't give a fuck what she did. Anything short of pulling out a gun and starting to shoot at y'all niggas or threatening y'all with a gun, nothing leads to that. Right. To what ended up happening. Not you biting at her eye. Like, not the six of y'all kicking her, punching her, stealing her phone the whole nine so she can't call police. Like, come on, dog. Like, what was the reason? Yeah. What was the reason? I... I yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's just a nasty, nasty situation. Man. And I had a conversation with a young lady the other day on Instagram and we because I, I comment she had posted it and I made me comment on it. And I'm just like, this shit is just like fucking insane. And we got into the conversation. She was like, I kind of want y'all to go in this on podcast. Like just how different the dynamic is as a man and for a woman just walking down the street. Right. Like me personally, I get out the car, even if I got a gun on me or not. At the end of the day, I'm 6'1", I'm 282 pounds, well, 281, I, it was 81, 81.8, so whatever. We'll round down. Whatever, whatever you want to do. But I'm a large black guy, big guy, big beard, you know, so you yeah. just have a, a, it's a, it's a certain aesthetic, you know, that comes, certain feel, that vibe that comes Even with that aesthetic. Even if a motherfucker feeling like I'm whooping ass today, they got to think twice when they see you. Right. But just in general, when I get out of the car, I'm not worried about... Who's behind that bush? Who is there right. anybody? Is there anybody in this van? I have, I've heard women say that they don't park next to like white vans yeah. in shopping centers or late at night because there have been things where people women have gotten out of their car and a van door slide open. Damn, yeah, give me that. And it's just like, ooh, if I get out my car next to a van late at night and the van door slide open, it's like. <laughs> Y'all on bullshit. Yeah. Like, y'all got to be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, who's picking me up? <laughs> like, I'm not going. What do y'all have, like, an engine crane in there? <laughs> who's picking me up? My whole thing with, with, with the kidnapper shit and all of that, like, because I know people, like, stories of people that have been kidnapped and shit like that. Nigga pulled up on somebody was like, yo, get in the van. And they get, I, I'm not, I'm never getting in the van. No. Whatever y'all going to do once I get in the van, just do it now. Just right. shoot me now. I'm not, I'm never getting in the van, fam. Like, I'm pretty sure y'all don't have, like, reservations. <laughs> y'all not taking me to stake for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, get in the van. I'm like, not, no. I'm never getting in the van, yo. Y'all got to bust y'all move right here in front of these people, whatever the case may be. Like, y'all going to chase me. I'm not voluntarily uh, getting in the van uh, if you point a gun at me. But I'm she, sorry. But she was talking about how... um she given her number because like she's like guys will approach you and she was like a lot of times I, I'll just give my number out yeah um to get them away from me and I'm like here go me what sense does that make if you don't want to talk to him just say no she was like no because you say no and then she's like I've had she's like a nigga threw a soda at her and I'm like what kind of soda she's like does that fucking matter I'm like I'm like not like I wasn't like like a can soda that's what I'm, I wasn't like was it root beer was it I mean like what like and she's like it was like a bottle like he had a bottle in his hand and like oh fuck you then da 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 boom and I'm just like what and she See, was, these niggas need to be nurtured properly man and she was saying how what she'll just do is give her number to a guy and then when he finally do hit her up, just block him. Like yeah. if she had no intention. And I'm like, that's kind of wild. That, that, it's, a, it's a safety measure, though. Because like, if I gave my number, like if somebody asked me for my number, I can just simply be like, no. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, Chief. Yeah. Yeah, Chief called. <laughs> <said, laughs> <Chief does. laughs> 
Absolutely not. Chief online too. He said no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you want it's me? Like, to- the problem is, like, I'm not really like I got incoming calls and outgoing calls, and I'm like unable to. I'm at my maximum for incoming. So, like, giving you the number ain't gonna matter because your call just gonna bounce back anyway. Like, I be trying to save money. And I didn't opt to get my my nights to start at seven. Yeah, like you know, like so, everybody got unlimited plan. Yeah. I'm grandfathered in. I'm grandfathered. <laughs> I still only got three hundred daytime minutes, so it's like you know what I'm saying. Like, when did you plan yeah. on calling? As opposed to like, is you going like text? Yeah, or you ain't gonna believe this, but my night started one a.m. <laughs> so I, I gotta preserve. And I be sleep already. I, gotta, <laughs> I be sleep already. I gotta preserve my minutes. Like I don't have to give my number out in the fear that somebody gonna hit me with a fly swatter. You know what I'm saying? Or throw some water at me or whatever. Or RKO you on the street corner. Right. And as for women, it's just like, God damn, like that's a real thing. Yeah. And I, 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 you don't think about it enough just because you're a man. You're a man who got stature. You're a man who got respect, you know, in your community and around. Like, so you don't necessarily think about just a random person pulling up on you and, you know, that shit going left because right. you like, oh, no, I'm cool. Yeah. I had a chick pull up on me. I was in the supermarket. I was in the supermarket, minding my business, you know, getting my lunch meat together and every fucking thing. I came out the supermarket. Shorty like came around the 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 like the, the card, like the uh the shit where you put the carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the little house, the little cart house. Yeah. She came ripping around that as I was putting the cart in there. She was like, Can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, you know, like <laughs> instantly I'm, what the I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And she was like, no, nah, I saw you in the in the store. You was like handsome. I was like, damn, like I wanted to like, you know, see what's up with him. And I'm just like, are you cracking on me? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, damn, that's lit. I'm like, I don't really get cracked on much. I appreciate it. But I was like, nah, you know, I'm like engaged or whatever. And she was just like, oh, damn, that sucks or whatever. But she was like, all right, cool. You have a good day. I'm like, yeah, no doubt. And... What if she would have threw some mayonnaise at you? And it, it made me think, like, what if she'd have pulled a crossbow up? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, uh. The fucking ninja star. <laughs> Remember when the nigga shot Ricky out the little wreck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, it made me wish, when I was having a conversation with her, it made me think about that. And it's just and like. get his number up, nigga. I had no fear because it's just like, oh, what's up? You know, like, oh, no, cool. You know, like. And women, they don't. You know, they, she was saying how she's like with her girlfriends. She's like, I got married girlfriends who do that. Like, Dang. will legitimately give their number out just to get the guy out of their face. And then, as soon as he hit him up, block him. Yeah, that's crazy. Because she was like, she's even, because I was like, just give him a fake number. She was like, no, what you do now is you give the nigga the number. He, he called him right now. <laughs> get it, Earl. This boo, 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 bitch, what the fuck? This, this baby Earl, you trying to play me? It's crazy. But being a woman walking around in the streets, I'm going to say this. I've said it before. I'm a complete advocate for it. I'm damn near an NRA member, even though they're going bankrupt. Even though they're going bankrupt. Every, every person I feel who is... Doing legitimate business, doing legitimate things should go out. If you're in a position where you don't have a felony, you don't have no bullshit on you, go get a license to carry Absolutely. a weapon for defense. Because it's the it's it's fucked up, but it's the it's it's what people understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it that's what's going to back somebody up. In that situation, she had every right. She had to shoot all them niggas. In the face. Yeah. Every last one of them. In the face. Number one. Like it, coming to America. It's COVID social distancing. Why are y'all all up on me like this? Number two, you pose an immediate threat to me. I feel I feel, I feel like I'm in danger. Like, 
please back up. And once they and once they come forward, you fucking light their ass up. Light them up. The problem with New York City with the damn gun laws is damn near impossible that, to get a concealed carry. And, and that's the thing with like Jersey and New York is just like. <laughs> Damn, Indiana can't get it down. Damn. Like, so this is me in the cave of crystal cold. Yo. Like, they like, nigga, you better carry your whip. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones got to carry his whip through New York. That's fucked up. He got no big boulders laying around, nigga. Nigga come out from behind the stuff, so like, you know what it is. He <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of whips. <laughs> Speaking of whips, I saw some hey, man. I saw some shit the other day. This guy was practicing with a chain, with a chain whip. I, I see this that. nigga cracking bottles and shit. I'm like, yo, when it sound like a shotgun going <laughs> off, who they cracked? Though. The whole the whip was ten feet long, Dog. all chains. <laughs> like. <laughs> Are you practicing for a fight with the fucking mountain? I swear the stupid shit you see on Worldstar. You be like, what the fuck, fucking man? Fucking chain whip. Yo, no bullshit. I was probably like 11 yeah. years old, man. Me and my little brother, Steve, he right behind me in age. He's like 17 months younger than me. Yeah. We used to fight like itchy and scratchy, like nonstop. We shared a room. We used to fight. This nigga got a whip one time from the carnival. This nigga beat me with this whip, yo. <laughs> beat the shit out of me. I told my mom, my, I told everybody in the house, yo. I had big ass whelps on my back. This nigga went, whoosh, yo. beat the shit out of me with a whip. Ugh. A leather whip. Yeah, you get hit with a whip. That shit is not <laughs> the fuck good, man. They made told Indiana, carry your whip, nigga. You want some perfection up here? Hey, New York is crazy as shit, man. Damn, Indiana. That's fucked up, man. But yeah, I, I was happy to see the community come together for the young lady. Um... She she you know didn't reveal herself whatever but I saw her talking on the news yeah. you know what I mean whatever whatever um, shit like that just can't be tolerated it shouldn't be tolerated if they if, if that's a member of your family I get it you know what I'm saying blood is all that supposed to be thick you know un, un, unless you got like disease or something I, I don't fucking know but that type of shit is a no yeah. you my family you my you do some stupid shit like that I can't fuck with you man. I just can't. It was crazy because um, girl I used to date back in the day, her friend, I used to pick them up all the time. Shit, this was back, we was high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was 12 grade, they were 11. And we dated after school. Like after we graduated, I graduated a year before them, whatever, whatever. Okay. But we were still cool. And her, I used to come around her and her girlfriends. And one of her girlfriends, um, young girl, her name was Gabrielle. I used to call her Gabby and shit. She was real, real nice. I used to always fuck with her. She had, like, the best legs and shit. I, she was just a cool-ass chick. Yeah. But she got murdered by her, the guy she was dating. And they got into some shit. He wound up, like, killing her and, like, trying to get rid of her body. He called his cousin. Like, yo, come through. Help me uh, do some shit real quick. The cousin gets there. It's a body in a fucking oil drum. He like, what the fuck? Fuck is like he like yeah help me get rid of this shit he like all right cool I'm gonna run the sev and get some gloves and some you know shit to help me he like bet <laughs> he went to the police <laughs> like nigga yeah, I don't want nothing like to do with this dog thing. he went and they booked him for that shit yeah, they should. 
Yeah, like, dog, because the boy was like 300 pounds. Boy was huge. And it was like, yeah, because even when she started, that crazy, I remember when she started talking to him, because it was like, I ain't know you like big now. Oh, man, I should have shut my shit right And I used to fuck with her about that shit. And then sure enough, a couple months later, he wound up killing her. That's crazy. And and he called his peoples trying to help him get rid of the joint. His, his cousin was like, uh-uh, I ain't. Yeah, yeah, extra, extra rope and stuff. All that shit, dog. Dog. My thing is, you kill somebody. Don't call me yeah, to kill me. That's just <laughs> stupid. We could just leave this at one murder. <laughs> like, well, you understand. But the, his his cousin was like, no, nah. and, and like man. in that situation, it's got to be like. Mm-mm. I remember one of my cousins, who's Xiaomei nameless. He's fucking insane. We chilling in my crib one day. Normal last Saturday, me, Ross, and Ryan chilling in there, not really doing shit. Doorbell ring. Ross, get up. Ross, look out the little window and shit. So he look out. He like, oh, no. Like this He like, oh, no. I'm like, I'm in the dining room. Like, I'm at the computer and shit. Yeah. So I'm just like, who the fuck is it? He was like, it's your, he, he, the name. But he yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. Your, it's your cousin. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, so let him in the fuck. And he was like, no, I ain't letting him the fuck in there. You let him in and I'm going to leave. So I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about? He was like, dog, check this nigga out. I come, look out the little, the window. I move the curtain and shit. This nigga is holding a cash register on his shoulder. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we, we ain't here. <laughs> like, no, this ain't me. We not here. He let me open the fucking door. We like, no, nah, dog, go, 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 go. <laughs> We seen him like a couple weeks later, like, y'all, y'all still on some nut shit. We like, how we on <laughs> You put a stolen cash register to my residence. Mind you, I don't, there's no stores on this box. <laughs> so you, 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 you came from a ways with that, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember when I was growing up, man, my man, uh, who shall remain nameless, this nigga Pop had the, uh, had the, uh, the money order machine in the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, when you stumble into a felony, you be looking around like, how the fuck? What like, the fuck is going on here? Dog. He had the money order machine in the in the dining room. Nigga, was, he was on some barbershop shit, <laughs> just riding around trying to get some tools to get in this jump. Like, dog. But yeah, man, uh, pray for Harlem. Pray for Philly. Definitely. Pray for all these inner cities, man, where people are wilding the fuck fucking out. Dallas, Houston. Dallas, yeah. Atlanta. Dallas is a mess Orlando right now. Orlando right now is a fucking mess dog. right now. Like... It, it 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 can I ask you this? You would know, cause I have no clue. You know I never know what's going on. Yeah. On Twitter, Instagram, I keep seeing people saying this. I chose violence, or right. or who you know you oh you the, the moment I what what is that? All right, so it's basically like a euphemism, basically, okay. where it's basically like you know people are. Uh, so it's not like a song lyric. No, 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 okay. no. It's basically like a thing where it's like somebody displaying like that they don't give a fuck okay. or that they don't have no pics. Like, like last night this girl, uh, this guy was like, "Yeah, it'd be crazy how y'all, how uh, you know how y'all guys uh, be getting on here talking all this shit and y'all can't even please a woman." And then this girl was like, "Nigga, you can't." So then everybody underneath it is like, "Damn, girl, you chose violence." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll see this though. You chose Rollins. And, and she's like, no, really, he can't. Like, his dick is terrible. Like, no, like, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so he, he walked into that. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, but I keep seeing the chose violence. Yeah. I choose yeah, violence. Going on for and, probably about a good month now. Yeah, and I, I had no clue. I'm like, is it a is it a lyric? I had you know I never know yeah. what the fuck is happening. The um, it be it be it might so funny because it be like peak whatever's going on in Twitter, and I look at my text message like, yeah, what the fuck is going on <laughs> in, a, in a heartbeat? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is going on in or, a heartbeat? Because my thing is, you always be like in the you yeah, know saying afraid. you've been on some shit the last week or Yo, two. I've been cooking. Yeah, Twitter's been yeah you I've been you, cooking. I've been on my Kevin R. Samuel shit. Yeah, you've had Twitter in an uproar a couple times. I've been cooking. And I like it, I'll see something and I, I'll like uh you know how I'll click like reply all and yeah. then go through, I'll like <laughs> what are they talking about? What are they talking about? All right, it started with that. Yeah, I ain't got time for this. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> be too deep in the woods. Yeah, because I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck, but I keep seeing that chose violence shit and I'm like, what is this? Like, where did it come from? So uh, I want to change gears a little bit. Okay. Um, Because we still got some fuckery to get to. I want to talk about... I like how you add the Jones to the notes now. It's fucking it's, brilliant. It's, I think... Shout out to Apple, man. Yeah, shout Apple's, out to Tim Cook. They're just amazing. Um, I want to talk about Trump, <laughs> his last couple days in office, and then our inauguration, <laughs> and the shit that went on in and around it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little like... Ah. I'm, on, I'm a missing... Cause tr- you you just really never knew what you were going to get with yeah. Trump. Every day was an adventure. Every day, they said that. The, did, did you see the shit with him? Apparently, they were playing the show, and he thought it was real. Yeah, that <laughs> he he. So so this is a direct quote from <laughs> this is from CNN politics. Trump's final weeks in the White House were described by a source as bizarre. One morning, Trump noticed a junior staffer watching Lost on her laptop. Believing the staffer was watching the news at the time, Trump became obsessed and demanded officials commission a rescue for the passengers. Staffers, knowing Trump's sensitive temperament as Biden's inauguration drew near, played along. Every morning, they printed a season's worth of Wikipedia recaps on official White House letterhead for official reports on the rescue mission. Hoping to lift his spirits on his final day in office, the entire White House staff gathered to watch the episode where the lost passengers are rescued, making Trump believe he had successfully led the mission. (laughs) (laughs) Trump like, we got him! We got him! We We saved him! Put that shit in the fucking papers! Update my motherfucking uh, presidential deck, nigga! Put that in the stats! Dog! Trump is crazy as shit, yo. yo! Crazy as shit! I remember I was I was reading that and I was just like, "There's no way, yo, it's impossible." But that shit came from like a lot of people who yeah. were in the wild. Like, no, we was really watching Lost. This nigga's bugging. <laughs> like, imagine if he saw like an episode of New York Undercover. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so wait, they have Hispanics in the police department? <laughs> <laughs> Is this Torres a legal immigrant? <laughs> like, in, in in my home city, there's. A black, a black and a Spaniard together Yo. fighting crime, apparently. Yo. Crazy as shit, man. <laughs> he issued out his pardons. 143 uh, 143. Total. It was 70 full pardons. And then uh, it was 73 uh, basically like sentences getting commuted and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna hold you. I thought Tiger King would get a pardon. Tiger King thought he was getting the part. They, they bought a limo. He had the limo. He had hair and makeup. Yeah. He had the whole shit. He had some new boots. He probably had the. He probably had the. Vir- he probably bought all those. Uh, the Virgil Abloh, uh, Louis Vuitton sneaker boots. He probably bought all Yo. of them. 
They did not let the Tiger yeah, King the Tiger out. Tiger King man. said, "Nah, nigga, you got a conspiracy for murder." You but now they let people look. out with heavier shit. Figure Harry O was booked for murder. The thing with Tiger King was he didn't like donate no bread or yeah. kick up no yeah. Like yeah. Trump on some G shit. Trump Trump basically sold pardons. Oh shit! Like that's the if you read you know they have when they do a part and they give like notes as to like yeah, what yeah, the part yeah. was I read, about. I read a, a so bunch. I, of I read like, like a good though. eight or nine of them, and yeah. it's like if you wasn't his man, you had to like give money to charities that he yeah. fuck with. You know, put in on these little situations and do. So it's like yeah, that's basically what like Little Wayne, all of them, yeah. the fuck did. And yeah, it's you like had people um like. Familiar with the Trump uh, family and all that, vouch for mm-hmm. to even get on the radar. Right. So it was like religious leaders and this and this. Like apparently Kodak had a tweet that was like, "Yo, if President Trump uh, pardoned me. I'm donating a million dollars." He deleted that motherfucker. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I give y'all niggas a little big, yeah, like, like, a whole million. I've been down for the I'm last two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, but he pardoned Little Wayne. Um, Little Wayne, Little Wayne might be a genius. Brilliant. Y'all laugh. <laughs> But Lil Wayne might be a genius. Yo, man. I gotta read this fucking direct quote, man. T.K. Kirkland, who, who's who's my guy. I've actually talked to T.K. Kirkland on the phone before. Legendary comedian. He was on Vlad about a month and a half ago, and he said on Vlad verbatim, "I knew Lil Wayne since he was 16 years old. He's not that clever, and I don't take Trump to be a man of his word." When basically Vlad was saying like Lil Wayne is getting pardoned, like mm-hmm. he basically traded his. Appearance with Trump, photo op, all of that shit, like for a part. And like he's getting out. And he's basically like, yo, I know Lil Wayne since, you know, he was 16 years old. He's not that clever. And he was, and Vlad's like, well, what about the people around him? He like, even still, if he do got smart people around him, I don't take Trump to be a person of his word. And uh motherfuckers just couldn't see the forest through the trees. It was clearly laid out for mm-hmm. us. I'm like, Lil Wayne is in a million years, he's never going to jail for 10 years. So like you had to know like there was some alternative plan. Yeah, like there. Wayne going to jail for a dime at 38, yeah, 37, 38. 38. His life is coming pr- home at 50. You coming home at 50 <laughs> with no dreads. All it, it, no, he like no. It, it's just no way. Yeah, he had to do the eight months in New York in protective custody. You gonna do ten years in protective custody? Mm-hmm. You're little fucking Wayne. Even if you fighting it, like yo, no, put me on the yard. It, no, you're never touching the yard. You're never going to gin pop, bro. Mm-hmm. You're eating three squares a day by yourself. You and whatever other famous niggas is on this fucking road. Like I don't think little Wayne. I don't think people realize just how famous little Wayne. Is been famous for twenty two years, twenty five yeah, like, years. He he's international. Like it's different than, like I, I watched the joint with Joey, uh, Fat Joseph talking about going to uh, jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was talking about, you know, he was in the feds and and whatever, whatever. Or uh, even Ti. You know what I'm saying? Like Ti said he went to jail was in Gin Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Little Wayne going to federal prison Bruh. being in Gin Pop would be no. It, it just, it's it literally it's a it's an impossibility. It couldn't happen. Um, so yeah, so I mean, Wayne finessed his way through the system, um, avoided that tenure, that charge is out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, see you later. Uh, Desiree Perez got her whole mm-hmm. back criminal history commuted. She's not a felon mm-hmm. anymore. Um, is Kodak out? Kodak is out. He's out, right? He put a record out. Put a la- uh, last day in. He put okay. a record out. Um, Harry O is out. I saw Harry O was out. Um, Harry O is sick as a motherfucker. Yeah. Harry O had COVID. He has developed some other immunocompromising disease or whatever. So he kind of got like a you know medical compassion. Uh, 
uh, pardon. Um, Snoop Dogg and a couple other people were big on like pushing for you know Harry O to yeah. uh, to get out of jail or whatever. A lot of people don't know the Harry O story and the fact of like him being like the founder of Death Row Records along with uh, Michael Kenner and Suge. He introduced Suge to Michael Kenner. Then Michael Kenner said, "Oh, this nigga got all the brains. This nigga's in jail for life. I'm rolling with him." They basically stonewalled. Uh, Harry O, but he had all the paperwork and all of the transcripts of their communication over the years and was able to sue them. And then his wife, Lydia Harris, successfully sued Suge. I think she won like a $600 million judgment mm -hmm. against Suge, which forced him to file bankruptcy because the company was nowhere near worth what it should have been worth at the time because he was spending money like it was going out of style. And then it ended up leading to the sale of the Death Row catalog to Koch at an auction for like 40 or $50 million. And then they had to pay Lydia Harris with that money. And uh, now, you know, Koch slash E1 owns the fucking Death Row catalog. One of the pardons that I, I was looking at that was very interesting to me was uh, Jonathan Brom. He imported marijuana worth approximately $1.7 billion from 08 to 2010. I'm like, God damn. Over three years? <laughs> Two, three years. <laughs> and they said uh, one incident that he was um, uh, being watched by Customs and Border Protection it was 2,300 pounds in that single incident. He pled guilty um, in 2011. He served five years of a 10-year sentence for conspiracy to import marijuana and money laundering in Trump community sentence. And I was reading that shit, and I'm just like, 2,300 pounds in one, like, transaction? <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn. Shit. Yeah, motherfucker was trapped. Right? He was way above the federal limit. Yeah, when you like customs and borders, <laughs> like you're bringing it in, like you know, yeah. on, on on a joint. But yeah, he um he, he you know the whole team he got he gave his chief strategist Bannon all of them a pardon. Um, a lot of bank fraud niggas got pardons. Yeah. Um. Uh. The uh, NRA boy Paul Erickson got a pardon. Um, you know, basically his 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 folks. Yeah, his you know team, what I'm saying? He didn't uh He give didn't him, pardon himself or, or any of family. his family yeah. members. And they were saying how sixty-eight percent of Americans feel like if he gives himself a pardon, that's just like complete fuckery. Yeah, because one, it's an admission of guilt, yeah. and two, it's basically like, fuck y'all, what y'all gonna do? I'm above the law. Yeah. You you just can't do that. You know what I mean? And it's why how many of like his people have like turned like all his like supporters and yeah. shit. Did you see the motherfuckers who were showing up thinking that they were going to have like another like uh, riot slash protest yeah. on the inauguration, yeah. but it was literally like five people yeah. by themselves. They was like, well, fuck everybody. Yeah. I was, I was oh, y'all niggas learned y'all lesson, huh? Oh, shit. Let me, let me call and see if I can pick my shift back up. So it's like, yeah, he gave them pardons out. Um, like I said, I, I was I was rooting for Tiger King, man. I, I wanted yeah. I wanted uh, Joe Exotic back and Joe back Exotic there, is man. not on the street. Yeah, he's going to do that twenty two. It's looking like because <laughs> I, I don't I don't see Biden giving him a, a pardon at the end of this. So Biden did you know he was officially inaugurated. Um, it was very chilly out there. Yeah. Um, Bernie had the mittens on. It's crazy how the Bernie meme has like exploded. It that's like over the world. that's the meme of the year. You see a uh, crocheted Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> the, he he put the meme on a shirt. And it sold out on his yeah. website, and he donated all the money the, and shit. The Bills yeah. on Wheels of Vermont. Yeah, it's like, True you know. public servant. Yeah, Bernie, you know. <clears throat> and, and, and it's crazy to think. It's like, that's where we are in society. Yeah. You know, and even the other day, somebody brought up the video of LL rapping at Clinton's inauguration. And it's like, people are like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, yeah, because we didn't have the internet yeah. and phones and shit in 93. But LL came right out on the stage. He and said, I, had, I got the thing on I my hip. I got the thing on my hip. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is not Farmers Boulevard, Al. You are at the inauguration. Al got Al star wild. He said, um, um, 1993. Uh, damn, what the fuck was the line I was fucking rolling? He said, um, uh, Old English 800 and George needs a sip or some crazy <laughs> ass shit. I was like, what, man? <laughs> like, LL was wilding out there. But like, yeah, so uh, we didn't we didn't have that back in the day where the memes, the videos, the gifts, all of these different things could yeah. be made. Whereas like now, that's all it's going to be about. It's all about Bernie and that seat. That shit is every fucking word. Yeah. That, that meme is all Somebody over Somebody said, damn, y'all done put Bernie everywhere except where he deserved to be, which is the Oval Office. Yeah, how about it? <laughs> man. You about to cue this up? <laughs> oh, All right, Lord. ladies and gentlemen, let's get this party started right. Throw your hands in the air. Hundreds of thousands of people, throw your hands in the air from side to Hundreds side. Hundreds of thousands of people. Side no official side. number. Side to side. <laughs> Say yeah. That's crazy. Pump it up, yeah. About to flip the script and trip. 99 tip. I got the trophy on my hip. Pump rolling off my lip on my political tip. Mad Dog 2020. Mad Dog. 2020 and George Jesus. <laughs> it was Mad Dog 2020. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. I was like, what? Uncle L, man. Uncle L, the future of the funk. There was a Mad Dog reference at the inauguration. <laughs> From a rapper. From an icon. Dog. Mad Dog 2020 and George needs a sip. The, the first tweet replies Bill Clinton saying, You were great. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill uh, looks stoned in the video too. He looked high out of his mind. Yo, did you see that Finesse Williams made a video, like a super cut video, where he uh from the inauguration where he was like uh like made a meme out of it, like where he was mouthing everything that Oh yeah, said, yeah, with Michelle and all oh, yeah. Oh my god. It's like Obama, you know they still together. Oh <laughs> shit, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> The best video I've seen this week has nothing to do with this. Did you... It's, I don't know his name. I want to give him credit, but I do not know his name. He's an Instagram comedian, Twitter comedian, and I don't think most of them are funny. He's one of the few that's actually really, really funny. Okay. But he had the video that blew up where it was talking about how Apple expects you to act when they give you a, a Ambler alert, and it was him and all, everybody running out the crib, jumping in the cars I and see shit. That. It's a young black boy, like dark skin. He was the one that did the joke when J. Cole said he got new music. And he's like, my nigga back. Oh, he, uh, you talking about uh, you talking about fresh, fresh, so fresh? That might be it. I don't know. I don't know his name, but he had a video this week where it was LeBron when he found out James Harden signed with the with the with, got traded to Brooklyn. Oh, you talking about? I'm 36. I'm 36. Yeah, Supreme dreams. Or whatever his yeah, name. Yeah, he is. they hilarious, man. But he was LeBron, and he, <laughs> he was shooting the shots. The ball kept passing the ball, and he was shoot, shooting the shots. He's like, yeah, you know how I do it. Maybe you see how I did the other night. I turned. I was like, like that. And his neighbor was like, yo, James Harden just got traded to the Nets. He said to the Mets. To the Mets. He's like, no, to the Nets. To the Mets. What are you playing? Bay baseball? He's like, no, to the Nets. He's like, what the f come on, man? Like, I'm 36. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I gotta keep playing these super teams. <laughs> then the motherfucker threw him the ball. He said, man, don't throw me the fucking ball. <laughs> 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 he said, to the Mets. They ain't gonna play baseball. <laughs> to the Mets. <laughs> but uh Michelle Obama, like we just talked about, you made it mention Vanessa Williams. Michelle O came through with the coach. Shut it down. BF was angry. BF was pissed. <laughs> Y'all niggas never seen a good coach before. <laughs> like, I'm sure he said, what'd he say? Uh, Olivia Pope had a great yeah. coach every Thursday. <laughs> 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 
They have a psycho, dog. He was pissed that people was like so into the code. It's like, dog, people like Michelle Obama. I love her. I, dog. I love her. Well, she had on go-go boots. <laughs> I know dog. she smells like a dream. Dog. Like, I can only imagine. Dog. And the fact that George W. Bush is so in love with her is yeah. the funniest shit ever. George W. be like coming yeah, through the crowd. Fuck his fucking Michelle. Fuck Michelle. <laughs> y'all do. Oh, there you go, baby. Like that's he like her work husband. Dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely her work husband. Like no way around it. But uh, you know what I noticed too? Uh, Joe Biden's wife. Her mask always matches her outfit. She's like, I am not watching. I am not wearing a surgical joint. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. I am not. Y'all got me fucked up. I am not one of them. She put on a purple outfit. She gonna have a purple mask on. She put on a pink outfit. Pink. Like she got mad mask for every occasion. Uh, Trump skipped the inauguration. Yeah, he was in Florida. Trump said, "I'm gonna play golf." Y'all got this shit. You know what I'm saying? Do what y'all want. Like, what's going on today? What? Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I'm out of here. <laughs> Did you see when him and Melania landed? They came off the plane and Melania just kept walking. Yeah. And somebody commented was like, when you don't got to do this shit no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Like, Did you see that uh, allegedly Trump fired the whole butler staff? Yeah, I saw that. For the White House right the last day? Yeah, uh, your services are no longer nah. needed. Hire your own staff. Nigga, you're not even going to be here tomorrow. Oh, real shit. I said what I said. First day in office, uh, he signed a leg. I think it was 17 in total in like the first 30 something hours or some shit like that. He because a lot of the uh, we're talking about the executive orders, of course. A lot of the executive orders that he was signing were basically like reversing reverse. Dog, I didn't even realize that Trump withdrew America from the World Health Association. <laughs> I was like, what? No, y'all got to deal with that shit on y'all. No. They said he opted America out. Like this was a fucking Aflac <laughs> situation at work. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're going to take the opt out. We're going to we're going to save four <laughs> percent. Like what? He he, he opted America out of that he, shit. He took us out of the Paris Climate Accord. Duh. The whole shit is like, yeah, nah, emissions, we, nah, we ain't dealing and, with and that one, shit over one here. And one of the executive orders that Biden signed was reversing the Muslim travel ban. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that all I, I, stuck. I, I was like, that's still going on. And it's just crazy to think and how like, like some xenophobia, like you can really like just be like, oh, you Muslim? Nope. Nope. Ain't no coming and going, famo. Stay where you at. You coming from Syria? Oh, no. Mm -mm. See you in 2060. Mm -mm. And he banned uh, transgenders from serving in the military. Yeah. Yeah, he reversed that. Wild. Like, Trump is crazy. Trump all is this, nuts. All this shit flew under the radar. That, and that's what made me, that, I swear to God, that's what I thought the other day. I'm like, yo, it's been so much nonsense and so much crazy shit going on that we just, like, forgot about the Muslim ban yeah. or the trans ban in the uh, military. Yeah, uh, the situation with ICE and all that crazy I, shit. I, I'm a pretty knowledgeable person. I'm pretty worldly. I watch a lot of news. I read a lot of shit. I legitimately didn't know that Trump opted America out of the World Health Association. I did I had, not know that. I had that. zero idea. <laughs> And I'm reading it like what? And I didn't. They were really building the wall. <laughs> like apparently there was a real, <laughs> was he, a real wall. Biden had to sign an executive <laughs> order to stop the wall. <laughs> Dog. But then they showed people the other day. I saw a video where they were showing uh, how easy it was to yeah, get. Yeah, they was just jumping a wall for sport. It was like American Gladiators. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers just coming over the a, fucking wall. American yeah. Ninja Warrior. They yeah. climbing the wall, running, coming back. Like, <laughs> no, I'm going to go back home. I changed my mind. Like, it is nuts. That wall is bullshit. Dog. That wall about 11 feet tall. Dog. So I was just like, damn, like, I really didn't know that all of this shit was going on. The, uh... 
it, it's interesting to see though with Biden with the student loan situation. Yeah. Because people is like, oh, just forgive him. And he's like, oh now that's like complete abuse yeah, of power. He said it would be abuse of power if he So did what that. did he do with him though? Uh he dropped the federal student loan interest rate to zero percent. Okay. Day one. So if you have federal student loans, you're supposed to get a major reduction because majority of everybody's student it's loans is interest. compound interest. Yeah. So it's like so that's a big start. interest too. Yeah, that's a start. Like thirty percent interest. And yeah, shit like, like my thing, my student loans is probably like twenty four to twenty six thousand. I'm I got fifty three k on the books right now. I don't have any because of the damn Thank interest. God. Like one of my uh, one of our close homies has like a bean fifty. Mm. Yeah, somebody with a bean forty five, yeah. bean fifty. You go get the Ivy League degrees and the masters and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like people legitimately be working for like years. Yeah. After they graduate and, you know, be paying six, I know people that pay six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month, like a rent. Just in student Just loans. Just in student loans. And that shit is front loaded with interest. Badly. Bad. My homie uh Rob, I mentioned him on the pod last week. Rob at Rob Never Sleeps on IG. He a traveling nurse and he was giving me the game on why so many people have gone into like nursing in the medical field the last few years. And he was basically saying, like, all right, he's like, say I'm a nurse, I go to school, I accrue like eighty something thousand in student loans or whatever. What I'll do is I'll sign a contract with a big hospital that can, or like Temple or U Penn or somebody like that that can afford to absorb my student loan debt. I sign a three-year contract, get them three years of service. They pay off my student loans. I'm done. Even if I want to go back and get an additional degree, they'll pay for that also. Mm -hmm. He's like, so then so after I serve my three-year contract, I can either re-sign with them or go somebody else, go with a travel company, whatever the case may <laughs> be. But now I'm free and clear of my student loan debt. He said doctors do the same thing. It's like they be having like 300000 in student loan debt when they come out of somewhere. He said, so they'll sign up for a residency somewhere, do a two, three-year deal. And then after that, they student loans is wiped clean. And then, you know, if you end up being like a top surgeon through your residency or whatever, you go sign a contract somewhere and you end up making three, four million a year, like as a fucking surgeon or, you know, a pediatric oncologist or something mm -hmm. like that. And he's like, it's just endless amounts of money for people that want to put the work in to go to school to be a doctor. Yeah, if I could go back, I would either law or nursing. My thing is, I don't really like blood. So well, you got to get over that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like. And he explained to me the travel nurse game. He said that all the travel nurse companies are loaded up with FEMA money. Mm -hmm. So they have this FEMA money. So that's why they have to be, uh, you know, they have the, the ability to pay people so much more money than a typical contract at, you know, like a regular hospital or whatever. He was like, you know, people are tired of, you know, having to work 60 hours a week and then you make an 80K base salary plus overtime, whatever. He like, it's not really commensurate to where the job is now especially dealing with covid and right, everything like right, that right. he said so well, i could go take a contract for a year eight months whatever make a buck 60 a buck 30 and then take the rest of the year off like that makes more sense as opposed to slaving go for to, go to tulum and get covid i could go i could go chill and i can kind of like punch my own ticket and do whatever the hell i want he's like and it's going to end up forcing these other the regular hospitals to up the salary that they're offering the nurses because all of this money is out there and right. it's it's everywhere. It's not just, you know, just in hot zones. It's fucking everywhere for these travel nurse companies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of bread going on right now with that shit. Yeah. And, and the COVID thing don't look like it's slowing down at all. Uh, oh, yeah. Pua is yeah, yeah, back. Pua is back. Uh, SBA is back. Apparently, they got rid of the grants, though. It's yeah, no grants. grants. Is done, yeah. They basically said that we only issuing grants to people that either fell short on the 10K the first go around or they uh, 
people that applied and didn't get it after the window was open. But it's no round two for grants. It's only loans. But they opened up a bunch of other grants and shit like that. Like there's a shuttered event grant, shuttered event slash shuttered venue grant for venue owners and promoters mm. that are able to get basically, I think, 20000 up to 20000 in a grant. And then another, you can get up to $10 million in a loan if you can substantiate that the financial effect that COVID had on your business. Mm. So it's about to be up, up. So like somebody like Noto, even though they're a family that's worth $300 million, they could go and get fucking $10, 20000000 million from the fucking federal government in relief because of all the money they lost this year. Crazy. The um, <clears throat> it was interesting because you know Jules flew back this week. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. I'm gonna curse him out uh, later <laughs> on in the show. But he um, you know he went back to guitar. Yeah. And it was wild because we were talking about just how different it is. I remember I <laughs> he was like um. When I come to Philly, what what ha, have y'all figured out anything that has to happen with me as far as like what I got to do when I land? Do I got to go somewhere specific? And I'm just like, you go outside and <laughs> Get call the me <laughs> and I'll come to scoop you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, no, because you know in Qatar, it's like way different. So now he's actually going through it going back to Qatar. Yeah. So when he left, mind you, Qatar's not open for regular flight, like regular just uh, what they call it. um. Like when you're a regular like person. Regular commercial flights? Commercial flights. Like you can't just travel to Qatar. You know what I mean? So um, when you leave Qatar, you have to book a hotel for when you come back to Qatar because it's a two-week quarantine period. You basically, when you get to Qatar, you got to stay in. They have specific quarantine hotels. Okay. You have to stay in one of them for a week. That's your first quarantine. Take a COVID test. You leave there. Then you go back to your house, quarantine for another seven days. Take another COVID test. Then you basically you get an app on your phone. Everybody in the country has it. And when your app turns green, that's when you're allowed to be outside and around people. So to walk into any restaurant, any store, any mall, you got to show that your app is on green, meaning that you've been at least considered positive for more than 14 days. Damn. I'm like, what? Like, how much money does this fucking country have? Unlimited money. (laughs) Literally unlimited money. Like, every natural-born Qatar citizen gets a multi-million dollar stipend every year. Well, it's not multi-million, but it's like 20. It turns out to be like 21 grand for the year. As far as the country, it's multi-million dollars. But every person. Okay, gotcha. But even that, it's like when you look at that, 21,000. Think about if every person here got some PUA. Yeah, you got a a 21K head start. Everybody gets a PUA every year. Yeah. That's your rent and your 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 car note just... Yeah, out the window. Your tricking budget is now through the roof. You understand? What All you got to do is go get his fucking job. You go get an LLC. <laughs> you up? You, you know what I'm saying? You living a life on Twitter. But so he he went through the process of going back. So I'm talking to him. He was like, "Dog, this shit is insane." So you, the plane lands. He mind you, he was like, "The plane was wide open." You know, he's like, "The plane normally be packed, but yeah. it's no commercial shit." So it's like it's only people who have official business. And he's like, "A lot of the people weren't even going to Qatar. They were like going through to like Taiwan or Indonesia. Gotcha. You know, like traveling to somewhere else." So he's like, you come off the plane when you get the guitar. It's two lanes. The right lane is for people that are connecting to another flight. The left lane is for people who are staying local. He's like, you walk down the fucking joint. You come out. He was like, it's police. All that shit there. Basically, give them all your paperwork. Boop, boop, boop. Show them what hotel you're going to be at. All that shit. They put you in a van. Like you van know, talk. yeah, van talk. You know what I'm saying? They put you in a, it was a taxi, but a van. You know, big nigga. They put him in a van. They take you to the hotel, the quarantine hotel. You're gonna be at. You don't even come in through the front. You come in through the service entrance. You come in through the service entrance. They police escort you into the hotel. 
Get your shit. They escort you up to your room. You go in the room. He's like, it's guards roaming the hallways and guards at all the elevators. So you ain't going nowhere. So you can't leave the room. I'm like, can you go to the gym? He's like, fuck no. You got to stay in the room for a week. The only thing you can do is order food. They have food at the hotel. Yeah. Or you can like, they. I think it's called Talibat. It's like our Uber Eats. Yeah. He was like, you can order Talibat. And... You can't even have direct contact with the people who drop you your food. They knock on the door. You got to wait five seconds so that they can put your food down and be gone. That's nuts. So he like, dog, this shit like literally I'm in a, like, in a hotel room. Straight isolation. Straight. They like solitary. Damn. Like you can't do jack <clears throat> shit. Can't go out the hotel room door. I'm like, what the fuck? But that's just how serious they take. Think about if, if you had to do that when you went to Miami. Or Atlanta, right. or Texas. He just or wouldn't Canada. go. <laughs> he just wouldn't go. But this is how COVID don't travel. This yeah. is how they take that shit so fucking serious. Yeah. So he took his COVID test yesterday. He out. So he back now. He's at now. He does a week of quarantine. Damn, it's crazy as shit. It's insane. But it's like it's that's it's how a necessary evil. This that's is how, how real. Stop, that's how you stop a that's, pandemic. That's how real the the joint is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. It, it's it's wild, but I, I'm gonna definitely give him some choice words when we get into this football <laughs> shit. The um, I don't know where we where do you want to go next? Uh, you want to talk? You want to do versus cast or you want to do Tory and Meg? Tory and Meg. Uh, so this past week on Tuesday, the nigger net went absolutely brazy when uh <clears throat> the story quote unquote broke about Tory's charges getting dropped. Megan Thee Stallion drops charges and there was just so much, you know, fuss about nothing and I'm just like as soon as I seen it I was like everything about this looks wrong because right. I have this thing um it's called a brain. Yeah. And like I'm just examining this and I'm like, yo, a nigga named Fuchsia's TV cannot break <laughs> this story. Like <laughs> <laughs> like and there is no universe where Fuchsia's TV is allowed to break the story about charges being dropped in a shooting case in the Hollywood Hills. No. Um so it you know basically you know Fuchsia's TV jumps jumps out there with the story uh and 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 for proof this is their 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 work cited page was we went to the court uh the court website there's no case filing and blah 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 and immediately knowing what I know about court files I'm like court files get taken down they get updated they get you know they get changed they get moved they get restricted so in this case what happened the court file got restricted to the public because niggas like Fuchsia's TV keep going on the fucking website all day looking for updates with the fucking case file. So now you have a situation where the judge in open court the day before, which nobody took the time to get the court transcripts, right. the judge the day before in open court said, hey, you know, this is becoming too much of like, this is I don't want this to be like a media circus, whatever. I'm going to restrict public access to the court filings because I don't want this news getting all over the fucking universe. Mm -hmm. Nobody took that into account. Nobody took fucking what Tory manager had to say into account. My Motherfuckers just took this story and ran with it. I got on Twitter. The first tweet I saw about it was, oh, shit, Meg dropped the charges. I, that was it. <clears throat> it didn't say nothing else. I'm yeah. just like, Meg dropped the charges. I'm like, Meg dropped. I'm like, Megan Stallion. I'm like, is Megan, a, is she a, a is DA? She the DA? <laughs> like, does she work for the courthouse? I'm like, how does that work? This isn't a lawsuit. This is fucking criminal charges. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So the next tweet I saw was, Oh shit, Meg dropped the charges and y'all all silent. Y'all ain't got nothing to say. 
So I was like, okay, I've seen a couple tweets now about this Megan Thee Stallion dropping charges situation. I can see the energy starting to get picked up. Let me go into some, bull, you know, entry-level investigative journalist type yes. shit. So I use this new app. It's called Google. Yeah, it's only, it's only been around like 25 years. Right, just started. So I used this new app called Google. I typed in Meg Thee Stallion because Meg Thee Stallion is one of the biggest pop artists on the planet. Yeah. So when you type in any artist who's large, Meg Thee Stallion, uh, Taylor Swift, yeah. Drake, Future, yeah. whatever, Daddy, whatever is trending around their name, trending around their name will normally pop up immediately. Immediately. So I type in Meg Thee Stallion. I hit enter. What pops up was her twerking. Her <laughs> top 20 songs of 28, 20, 20, 20, 20 or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I don't see anything about this. So then I type in Tory Lane's charges dropped. I hit enter. The first thing that pops up was Tory Lane's manager, Tory Lane's actual manager. Yeah. Official quote The judge resent, I mean, uh, restricted all um, content from the charges and the ongoing criminal suit. His next court date is February 25th. How the fuck did they get... Yeah. <laughs> but that fast, I got to the bottom of it. Yeah. I told y'all, I'm just like, yeah, no, it didn't get fucking yeah. dropped. It's it's literally a restricted fucking case. Yeah, and, like, I, and I literally... And my man was the one that tweeted, the, oh, y'all all silent, John. And I was like, bruh, I like you a lot. Don't go down this path. <laughs> like, this like, don't... Like, you're going to hold this fucking L. Like, you're going to end up looking like an asshole because, number one, she didn't file the charges, so she can't drop the charges. So, ipso facto, if the charges do get dropped, she ain't the one that dropped them. Furthermore, I haven't seen nothing from the DA's office or the fucking L.A. County clerk's office or none of that shit because nobody dropped no motherfucking charges. Like, this is the a ne The next is court date is case. January 18th, not February 25th. Uh, January 18th was last week. That was the first court date. That was the first court date. Yeah, that's when it so took place. So the next place. one is February 25th. February 25th. I know I wasn't yeah, tripping yeah, yeah. that. All right. Yeah, so it's like, so so basically the whole thing that they were running with was there's no for, further court date scheduled past this January 18th thing, so it must, like, it must be, be dropped. dropped. And niggas, you know, ran just like, you know, I said, Clubhouse is a, uh, can I get a piece of that pretzel? Clubhouse is a... Uh, a hub of urban destruction and you know right on time uh the clubhouse uh clubbers decided we're going to make a room about megan dropping the charges and how these bitches ain't shit and all of this and and i'm just like fam like y'all have to resist the urge to be loud and wrong on everything i saw a room other than on clubhouse it was called mlk was a fraud i was like y'all got too much time on y'all hands man y'all have to stop this <laughs> <laughs> I think on MLK Day, no doubt. Yeah, like, like y'all have to stop this, man. Y'all got too much time on your like hands, niggas man. don't even don't even have a good handle on the affairs of their neighborhood, and they call it MLK a fraud. You right. understand? Like niggas barely can balance their checkbook, <laughs> and they talking about MLK was a fraud. Like y'all have to stop this shit. But I seen that shit the other day. I'm just like, why does why does fake news travel so fast? Um, it's like it's a virus, right? The so this is how crazy fake news is, right? The source. Posted, Megan Thee Stallion drops charges, blah, blah, blah. Then a few hours later, they said, Megan slams news outlets for for fake story about her dropping the charges. Y'all talking about yourself. All like, right. that's the Spider-Man meme. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? These people are maniacs, yo. Anything for clicks. Anything for fucking web traffic. I said that shit the other day. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I personally don't understand, like, the world we're in when it comes to media now. We saw it with Kobe. We saw it with, you know, we're coming up on that now. You know what I mean? Uh, that's two days from now. Yeah. 26. 
So it's like, did you see Vanessa Bryant made the whole post? Like, listen, we know y'all be wanting your clicks and all. Can y'all not, like, show the crash site and... Please. Like, you still got a family that cares about Friends, like, can y'all not do that? And it's like, yeah, that's really where we are in media. It's like, everybody just wants the click. Everybody, that's all they want. Did you see that Des Bryant jumped out there? No, I didn't see that. So Des Bryant jumped out there about the whole uh, Tory and Mexter. It was like, salute at Tory Lanez. I knew you wasn't. You wasn't Niggas was congratulating Tory on Instagram. Flat out congratulating me, yo. Des Bryant, like, yeah, I, I knew you didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. Then the shit get proven false. I don't see how y'all mad at me because I don't want another black man to go to jail and blah, blah, blah. And I reached out, I said, Des, you beat your mom up, dog. And <laughs> two of your girlfriends. Nobody gives a fuck what you have to say about nothing domestic, my brother. Des and his mom relationship is wild. Like, wow. Like, you beat your mom up, fam. And, and a fiance and another girlfriend. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Damn. Duke just getting back in the league. This is the shit that get niggas escorted out the league. Who's he with? The Ravens. The Ravens, you're right, yeah. Luke just making it back after two years off. You might want to sit this one out, fam. Yeah, I ain't know Des did that. And it just goes back to people just lacking self-awareness. And it's like, what is there to congratulate? Like, at the end of the day, a woman, a black woman, is saying she got shot. Going back to my point from our show with, uh, with Mona Love, it's like, why is that not enough for us to just say, all right, we just going to shut the fuck up and see how it unfolds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers is telling me, well, I'm just trying to be neutral. I said, yo, the best way to be neutral is to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, just stay out of it. Y'all keep trying to prop up Tory and make him some sort of martyr like he was buying motherfucking Interscope Records or something. Like, nobody is running no motherfucking, uh, no scheme to, to ruin Tory Lane's career. Like, you got drunk. You set out your own mouth. The girl didn't do it. The driver was driving. Nigga, that leaves you. Whether you intended to shoot her or not, we're not talking about intent. We're talking about what happened. Right. And the problem with niggas is niggas always want to play jailhouse lawyer and Monday morning quarterback with shit and try to argue semantics as opposed to dealing with what is. you. I don't think you intended to shoot her, but the end result is she got the fuck shot. Right. And every time some more news comes out about this shit, y'all keep moving the goalposts. First is, well, if she was shot, how she was twerking on live. Oh, if she was shot, why it ain't no medical report? Did the medical report come out? Oh, man, uh, the pictures don't show no bullet going through, so the only way to get shot is for a bullet to go through your foot? No, motherfucker. If I if I shoot you with a shotgun and you get sprayed with a bunch of fucking bird shot or buckshot, you going to say you wasn't shot right. because a bunch of buckshots hit your fucking ass? No, you're going to be like, damn, that nigga shot me. Right. So it's like, why do we just go out of our way to just delete the common sense part of the brain when it comes to just certain situations? And the the only thing I can think is y'all niggas are abusers too, and y'all women that are siding with him are abuse sympathizers. So because y'all are victims of abuse, and y'all want to try to normalize some shit that ain't normal. Right. Anytime you pull a ratchet out on your girl and a gun go off, you went too far, fam. Yeah. Any girl, not even just your girl. But it looks especially crazy when you're in front of Kylie Jenner house with the ratty out yeah. shooting at your girl <laughs> with the ratty out. <laughs> like you niggas are bugging. <laughs> With the radio, it's funny as shit. Like, you're, you're the fuck tripping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> drunk Tory. Fi- Niggas can make a nickname out of fucking anything. Drunk, drunk, Tory, <laughs> drunk, drunk Tory, four foot seven, hanging out the fucking Yo. Escalade with the radio out, letting Yo. it go at Megan Thee Stallion. Like, this is all wrong. All terrible. All bad. 
Oh, bet. I watched Shannon Sharp and Rick Ross do an interview with each other today. That was pretty terrible. I was about to say, speaking of all bad. <laughs> it was, was pretty bad. He told, he told, uh, he told uh, Ross from the rip, yeah, I'm going to be all over the place. And I watched 20 minutes of it. I yeah. said, you all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry about it. You all over the place, player. You didn't Rick lie. Ross, Rick, I, I want to interview Rick Ross. I can hold you. Because Rick Ross is just funny, man. He, he just, his, his, his delivery, his antics. Every day. He could be a narrator for a film. He's just funny as shit. <laughs> He said, I told him what gets me excited. Don't you want to see Rose excited? That's <laughs> <just> like, what? <laughs> that nigga is hilarious, man. He's great, man. Uh, can we get into this? Because I, I got a lot to talk about with this, man. The NFL shit. We got to talk about it. Got to. A couple things I want to talk we about. We talked about up. it yesterday. Me off, and Jules, me and Jules were arguing yesterday for like a good two hours. This shit was ridiculous. Um... First and foremost, this is my personal opinion. Tom Brady is the best football player ever. He's the GOAT and the boat. It's, it's just, you know, I, I can understand the arguments. I can understand the love for other people. I honestly can. But like I told Jules, there's something about winning time with him where the Buccaneers this year were not the best team in the NFC. They weren't the second best team in the NFC. They might not have even been the third best team in might the NFC. Might have been top four. Top four, top five, just because of they, they are. They have a big wide receiving staff and Mike yeah. Evans. They picked up AB. Gronk is Gronk came out of retirement, but still Gronk is Gronk. Leonard Fournette played amazing this year, and you know Tom Brady is of course the quarterback. And they they you know he this is first year with Arians. You know what I mean? They weren't better than the Packers. They weren't better than the Saints. You know what I'm saying? They just weren't. You could argue it all day. They they just weren't. Um, they beat the Saints last week, got Drew Brees up out of there. Going into this game, and I said it. We even talked about it last week. You was like, oh, no, we're going to see this week. It's like there was really no reason for the Packers to lose this game. Y'all 13-3. and three, Y'all had to buy. Y'all at, <laughs> at home. Aaron Rodgers is the fucking MVP of the fucking league. And it just... They always say to be the best, you need skill, determination, dedication, and a little bit of luck. It's just what it is. You got to fall into the right place at the right time, the right system. It's just what it is. And yeah. you not play poker, so I know that shit more than a lot of people. Tom Brady, the, the situations that he fought, because let's keep it a buck. He didn't play great yesterday. No. I thought Aaron Rodgers played better than him, actually. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers played lights out other than them couple passes he missed Devontae Adams. On. Right. Brady had the second interception wasn't his fault. The first one and the third one. I didn't I didn't understand the play call him and they had him throwing deep on third and one. Yeah. That was bizarre. But still, the second drone was a tip. They drove it down to the red zone, it was just a tip, whatever. Right. But he like Matt LaFleur, did you see Matt LaFleur was like crying, like almost apologizing and shit? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. You know what I'm he's saying? A dickhead. <laughs> and it's like only Tom Brady could fall into that yeah. shit where it's like the other team, the, the Falcons in the Super Bowl. They, 28 to 3. They, they just had yeah. like a mental conniption and just blacked the fuck out. And he one of them dudes where you give him a little ray of light. I'm I'm the goat. I'm, coming, I'm coming, taking this coming shit. Storming back. Like it's other motherfuckers where you could have gone up twenty eight three on them in the Super Bowl. It's, and it's over. A wrap. Yeah. But y'all went up twenty eight three and he left just, that window open, nigga. 
I was I've been watching a uh, you brought up Kobe. I've been watching a lot of Kobe content over the last few days, and uh, I forget who was talking about him, but he said he was in a game against um, the Orlando Magic. Okay. And Tracy McGrady was killing. He had like thirty at uh, the end of the third quarter, whatever. And Kobe said he looked over. They said I forget who it was, but they, whoever it was telling the story said Kobe looked over and said, "You know the difference between him and me? He's done. I'm just getting started." Motherfucker scored twenty in the third quarter, another twenty eight in the fourth quarter, and they won the fucking game. He's like, "That's the difference." Right. And Tom Brady is the same Bingo. fucking way. Bingo. He's never out of any the, game. And when it counts, he's never yo, out of no I game. I swear to God, I was trying to tell Jules the shit the other day. I'm like, I hear y'all with the Drew Brees. I hear y'all with the Peyton. I hear y'all with the A-Rod. A-Rod, if there's a minute and 45 seconds left on the clock and the ball is on the 20, there's no other quarterback I want the ball in their hands going that way yeah. for 80. I, call me whatever you want. There's no one like what no. I particularly appreciate about TV twelve is he just has this he has no conscience about playing football like no. he ignores all of his past mistakes he overcome all mm-hmm. shit. I threw three interceptions all right cool watch this shit like he just don't give a fuck like, like he literally <laughs> did he, he remade the video with Gronk last night yeah. for the joint it's like I didn't play great but fuck y'all I won we in the bowl there's something like, to be said for winning and he's he wins more than everybody like he's going to his 10th Super Bowl now I think they're gonna get power washed but that that's neither here nor there at this point Jules said if if he wins this Super Bowl, this is probably his second best accomplishment behind coming in as the rookie and winning the Joe. And I'm like, it, it's one of them situations where the Chiefs are supremely better on paper and in reality. Yeah. The Chiefs are the better team. And I personally think the Chiefs will win. I do. I think. And But all in all, it's like, it's still time. You can't count time out. You you can't just. I'm. I, I told him I ain't put no money on this shit. Just cause I can't. I, I'm. I, no. I just don't want to be a part of that. It's gonna be interesting to see how these odds. You know the Vegas. You know it's gonna be all over the place. Yeah, where they it's move and all over back the and forth. Place. Like it's gonna be interesting. Um, but you know the same shit that Tom has. Pat has that too. Where it's like he just don't give a fuck. Who's like, Pat? Mahomes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Where he just don't give a fuck, and he's just he's just never out of no game. And it's like when they were down early, I was like, yeah, they about to come back, and then and then they fucking rattle off like thirty something unanswered I, points. I saw this earlier and it made me screenshot it. He's the first player to win six Super Bowls and has a chance to win his seventh. He's now going to be the first player to make ten Super Bowls. Only six baseball players have appeared in ten World Series, and four basketball players have appeared in ten finals. So Tom Brady joins the list of Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Whitey Ford, from the 50s. Joe DiMaggio, <laughs> Babe Ruth, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Sam Jones, and LeBron Brian James. The only people on earth to make 10 animal. championships. And I'm just, I, I was trying to explain to you, I'm like, d- like, do you realize the first Super Bowl he won, all of them are like anchors? Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, like all of these yeah. dudes have like been retired. Right. Then he became a champion with the likes of like Corey Dillon. And what's the one who got the receiver, the receiver who got the uh, Super Bowl MVP? Oh, uh, uh, uh. Black Bull. Fuck is his name? Damn. I used to. I know it too. Yeah, he got the Cadillac for winning the yeah. Super Bowl MVP. It's right there. He's like number 83, I think. Was he 83 before Walker? 
Deion Branch. Deion Branch. Deion Branch. There you go. There we go. Like he he came a, a Super Bowl champion with like Deion Branch. Wasn't Asante Samuels and shit around that? Like all of them. Yeah. Then they're gone. Then he becomes a Super Bowl champion with the likes of like Gronk and Wes Welker and all, all of that. Then they're gone, and he becomes a Super Bowl champion with like Edelman and Armandola, and it, it just. He's going through eras, yeah. <laughs> just eras. How many years has he been in the league? Since 18th, 17th? Started in 02. Yeah, so I mean, he's been in the fucking Super Bowl 65% of the time that he's they been They said in the that um, he, it, it, ESPN and them will create these weird ass <laughs> stats, but they, he's been in the uh, 21 seasons, right? 21 seasons? Okay. So yeah, so he started in, in 2000. Bowl, uh, about 45 40, of the time. 47 it was 47%. And Steph, for his career from three, is at 46. <laughs> so it was like Tom Brady actually has a higher, a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than Steph making a three. three. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I was like, what? Cool stat. But what the fuck does that mean? Like, wild stat I saw last <laughs> night. Um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have the same amount of NFC championships. <laughs> Andrew Brees. Andrew what? Brees. I Andrew, I like that's the craziest that's shit. Fucking what? It's his first year in the NFC. He <laughs> <laughs> got the same amount of NFC titles as fucking Aaron Rodgers. And I was I was telling them last night in the group chat. I almost feel bad for Aaron Rodgers at this point. I almost like did I compared him to Cleveland LeBron yeah. from the first time. It's like you're playing with the likes of Ira Nubel and, and uh, Zadrunas Ogaskis, Anderson Vera, Mo Williams, Mo Williams <laughs> Wally Zerbiak, Joe Smith coming off the bench <laughs> as the sixth man. And then you run up against the Hall of Fame Spurs that are coached by Hall of Fame Popovich and Hall of Fame Tim Duncan and Hall of Fame Mano Ginobili and Hall of Fame Tony Parker. And it's like I personally I told I said this to y'all. Y'all don't give LeBron the same bail that y'all give Aaron Rodgers. And I'd be like, I just want it to be fair. No, everyone looks at LeBron and be like, oh, why you didn't win? Why you get swept in the finals? And it's like, nigga, I played Hall of Famers with these guys. <laughs> you know, with the cleaning staff. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers on the flip side, it's like they don't do that with him. And it's just like, no, nah, bro, it's got to be the same way. Either we not going to do that with the likes of LeBron or we not going to do that with Aaron Rodgers. And I said it the same way I felt bad for LeBron being in Cleveland all them years where it was like it was just literally him on an island. It's the same thing with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. There's no reason for you to be this good, this talented, this special, and get in these situations, and your coach or your defensive coordinator is just like on goofy time. You know what I'm saying? And you see how terrible they last coach was when he went to the Cowboys this right. year. <laughs> Fucking McCarthy. He didn't. He, McCarthy was like, man, I got some bitches on this, <laughs> on this team. Like, y'all gonna let him pop fucking out any time. <laughs> McCarthy straight called him off pussy. <laughs> like, so it made me like like just look at it and it's just like, damn, yo, Aaron Rodgers might got to get the fuck out. At least for yeah. like this last couple of years. It goes to show that he probably, his instinct last year was to force his way out when they drafted Jordan Love instead of getting him some mm -hmm. fucking offensive help or a safety or some shit that he could have used. And he didn't. He was a good soldier and he fucking I told felt, the company line and he should have forced his way to fuck out. I felt bad for King yesterday. Because they really threw it all on him. You know what I'm saying? Because he got torched at the end of the second quarter, gave yeah. up that 40-yard that pass. And then at the end of the game, they 
you know, what was it, third and four, I think? Third and four. And yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I was screaming at the TV, why the fuck is Brady in the shotgun? On, here we go with the goofy shit. Yeah. Third and four, a minute and 40 seconds left. Why the fuck are y'all in the shotgun? And they called Hike, and Brady lobbed it up. And King yanked the nigga jersey. First down. Game's over. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because, like, y'all get that stop right there, y'all get the rock back. Exactly. And King just, he had both of them plays at the end of the second, end of the fourth. And they kind of just, like, they were, like, annihilating him on Twitter. Yeah, just picking on And it's just, like, no, it's not. Like, Matt LaFleur going for the field goal was bizarre as shit. Yeah. You know, it was just, a, it was a lot of strange things that happened in that game yesterday. I told you, when Brady was was uh, throwing deep on the third and one, I was just, like, <laughs> you have Leonard Fournette. Go yeah. get the fucking for like. It's something to be said about Brady that I particularly appreciate. The fact that, like, when he show up somewhere, because now it tra- it's translated to Tampa, everybody know they got to be on their P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. Like, these little silly fuck-ups and all of that that y'all might have been making the prior two years and all of that shit, when fucking uh, Jameis Winston was a quarterback, none of that shit applies none of that now shit that I'm here. Because I'm going to kick y'all niggas in y'all fucking ass. Right. Because I got shit to do. Like, yeah. they keep talking about this motherfucking coach up here in New England. Like, we got to figure this shit out. Right. So it's like, and the thing with New England, y'all not y'all not respecting me, y'all not properly supporting me the way I need to, y'all keep drafting fucking uh, those tackles and shit like that. All right, cool, I'm out of here. Right. Figure this shit out on your fucking own. Seven and nine. Cam Newton looked like the worst quarterback in NFL history this year. Gonna be the first. Uh, <laughs> f- he's gonna be the s- fourth quarterback to start for two different teams in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl is him, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, and somebody else. He's gonna be the first uh, quarterback to do it for opposite sides of the league. Because Peyton did it for two AFC teams, Kurt Warner did it for two yeah. NFC teams. He's gonna be the first one to do it for both sides of the joint. First time ever that a team playing in the Super Bowl is playing in their stadium. At home stadium. Crazy as Crazy. And, um, you know, I was on Aaron Heavy last week. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But at the end of the day, it's like he just totally hasn't been supported properly in that organization. And he definitely overstayed his welcome. I was looking at a head-to-head comparison between him and Brady. Obviously, Brady's won more games. But Rodgers has the advantage in yards, touchdowns, less interceptions, higher completion percentage. But it doesn't fucking matter because Tom just finds a way to win. And... The whole shit with Aaron is just like, dog, it's like, you probably should have left there probably about, when McCarthy left, you probably should have left too. The um Jules was up sending me stupid shit because you know he hates Tom Brady and I was telling him like man go get you some rest like fuck all night you got a quarantine just, like, yeah, all night just sending me stupid shit so it said Tom Brady will get much of the credit for advancing the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl and he deserves it but on Sunday he threw three interceptions and his team overcame it because Ty Bowles defense allowed six points off of those turnovers difference in the game and I, I was like bro leave me alone so then. <laughs> He sends me, this game is a microcosm of careers of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Both of these quarterbacks are great, but one of them have been blessed with a better supporting cast and coaching staff. A-Rod has to overcome so much more than Brady. A GM who thought they should draft another QB instead of getting him some help. A defensive coordinator and Mike Patine who doesn't call the proper coverage. And a defense that can't stop the run at all. I'm like, bro, it is 3 a.m. <laughs> like, it's over. Brady won already. You know what I'm saying? So, like true as it may be, it doesn't matter now. The end result is right. Brady just finds a way to fucking win. It is what it is. Like, and um, I was looking at the head to head comparison between them two. Also, it said that Tom played with seventeen All Pros in his career. Aaron's played with three. 
his whole career. So what does that tell you? At some point, you're the crazy one because you keep coming back to this Bruh. shit. You keep signing fucking extensions. The writing is on the wall that you need to get the fuck out of here. Bruh. This is not it. Even Peyton Manning eventually had to leave Indianapolis. Like... As great as he was, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, you got hurt. We feel like the young boy is better, whatever. And okay, cool. I'm going to show y'all motherfuckers. And what'd he do? Go win another Super Bowl. Oh, like, and he was sending me stupid shit on Twitter. I'm just like, I can't wait. <laughs> All the things just kept at me and shit. And I'm just like, I can't wait to get on. Like, So the, the conversation we were having last night, I told him Tom Brady's best ever. He's like, no, the fuck he's not. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I, you know. Ten Super Bowls is ten Super Bowls, man. He's like, oh, I, I would... Uh, take Peyton over Tom Brady And I'm just like No You know what I'm saying Like I can understand The argument Peyton wouldn't take him Over Tom Brady No You know what I'm saying Like Archie <laughs> wouldn't take Peyton over fucking Tom Brady Like who my son Oh no With <laughs> no. Peyton <laughs> What Peyton Sean Peyton Walter Payton <laughs> My son Fuck no Gary Payton Like fuck no So we started going at it About like just Shit in general In football So I, I was basically saying how, you know, Tom Brady has built all these receivers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he's built these receivers up to, like, become names. Like, the Julius Edelmans, the Armandolas, the Wes Welkers, the Gronks, you know, Deion Branches, all these dudes. And so we st we just started talking about receivers. So I was like, I was basically talking about the Colts, and he was saying the whole Peyton Manning shit. I'm like, the Colts, was they were the best team in football at one point. And he was like, no, their defense was trash. I'm like, their defense wasn't great. But they, had a, they had like the KC defense. They had a bend-don't-break defense. Their offense was so fucking insane yeah. that it like kind of took up for that. So he was like, what the fuck? Like, no, their defense wasn't great. You said their team was good. I'm like, Doug, if you have something that's like 80% here and – 60% here, y'all are 70%. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, it just is what it is. So I'm, I, I went and I, I'm like looking it up and I'm like, this was 2002 to 2009. 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 14 and 2, mm -hmm. 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 14 and 2. I'm like, do you not remember the Colts were like smashing everyone, <laughs> everyone every year? And what would happen? They would get to the divisional round and lose or the, to or the, the AFC and conference lose to the and lose to the Patriots or the Steelers. I'm like, I, I don't think you, I don't like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. You're not viewing so, this through the right lens. So I'm like, Peyton has the third most passing touchdowns ever. He's one of the greats, but he has the third most passing touchdowns because they were bombing on niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm Beat saying? Him up is 45 to 3. So then I was like, you figure he had take your pick in the fucking running back situation. Edron James, Marshall Falk, Mar uh, Marshall Falk, Joseph Adai. He had Dallas Clark at fucking tight end. I'm like, he had Jeff Saturday hiking a rock. And then he had a wide receiving core where you got Reggie Wayne and top five receiver of all time in Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Harrison. So then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Marvin Harrison is a top five receiver now. I'm like, I got him in the top five. Yeah. So we started arguing. That's the reason I was asking right, y'all. Right, right. gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. like, I, I was like, yes, Marvin Harrison, it's it's not wild to think he's a top yeah. five. So then I started like going through it, like looking at all the records that he has. Like he's the only, you know, he's the only receiver ever to have multiple 1,600 yard seasons. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> again, maybe y'all just don't really remember, but I'm like, talk, Marvin Harrison is the shit. I'm like, he's a Hall man. of Famer. Just because, you know, he uh, riding around in a tow truck with a pistol. And Mike Clavin, it's like, <laughs> don't, dog. Don't, don't mean that he wasn't one of the greatest. So then we, At worst, he's top eight. At worst, I was I, I literally was like Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, T.O., Larry Fitzgerald, Marshall, I mean, uh, Mar Marvin Harrison. Harrison. And the reason I don't put Calvin Johnson, Julio, or A.B. in that is because 
them niggas just ain't do yeah, enough and they win enough. shit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, them niggas, they, they don't have like crazy records. And Calvin Johnson was the man, but it was in a vacuum. It's eight, nine seasons. And he's like, man, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the uh, um, who else was crazy nice at receiver real fast and real quick? Um, Damn, I can't think of his fucking name. Tory uh, Holt was great. Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce was like, great. Yeah. He was all of that, but it's like in a vacuum. You it know was like I'm, five, six seasons, and then like it's over. Marvin Harrison had an extended. He had sustained greatness for about twelve seasons. Like multiple <laughs> seasons. Like he literally he like uh he has the record for most consecutive seasons with at least eleven hundred. Of receiving yards And I'm just like Dog I, I literally Was going through it Last night like, like, I know I ain't crazy <laughs> And I, I'm like I don't necess- I, I don't think He's top three If you want to Take him out of the top five I can see it I can understand yeah, but he's it he's top eight At worst At at worst At worst You got to talk about Him being top In my opinion Five or six Yeah Because he was part Of one of the biggest Bomb squad offenses Ever Like even when you look at Like the greatest show on turf They didn't sustain that shit It was like three years It was two to three <laughs> years And that shit was a rep They made one Super Bowl And won that joint Yeah Did they make two? They made two They lost to the Patriots They lost to the Patriots one. You're right yeah. So it's like the yeah the It's like they, they weren't Sustained greatness But I'm like Marvin Harrison Reggie Wayne They were the shit from Hey Daniel Wake up over there They were the shit from Cameras picking up your snoring Yeah They, they was the shit from <laughs> multiple years Like a, a, a long time Yeah Like when you look at Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton, these dudes being that high on the passing yards, yeah. that high on the receiving yards, somebody had to catch the rock. You And it's quiet. I was looking at last night. You know how many records Peyton and Marvin Harrison got together? Most touchdowns between a receiver and a, a, a quarterback. <laughs> Most yards between a receiver and a quarterback. Most game-winning catches. between. It, it's just nuts how much shit they got. So yeah. I'm just like, yeah, if Peyton, if you got Peyton at number two, he was throwing the ball to Marvin Harrison. You can't have him that far. <laughs> you can't have him that far away. And it, the shit just went on and on. He just literally called me and was like, "Call me back, ho." And I'm like, "Nigga, we record." And he was like, "Hey, ask Chad what the fuck he say about that." So let me ask you, who are the top five receivers ever? Uh, I had Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. T.O., um, Randy Moss, A.B., Larry Fitzgerald, and then I told y'all I had Marvin Harrison. I was going to put him split with Larry, but I just was like. Larry been, been like it's still a, Larry been playing for like twenty fucking years. Larry, Larry's been good forever. <laughs> he's been good forever, and he's just always good. Yeah, so so I I gave him a little bit of a nod, but I had Harrison at six. I can dig it. I can respect it. I was trying to win a hundred bucks, and y'all <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> That's why he texted me like, "What they say?" Because <laughs> he was like, "Ask Chad and Ron, and don't tell him what the fuck we talking about. Just ask him who the top five. So when you said your five, it didn't have Mar- Marvin Harrison, and Ross said his. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. These niggas on bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas on that bullshit today. He was like, ask him a screenshot and I got a bead for you right now. So I'm going to doctor some screenshots up before you hear this. <laughs> I mean, I can send you another one. <laughs> I'm going to doctor something up and send it. But no, man, it's like I just personally, it, when it comes down to being great, there's a difference between being good a difference between being very good and a difference between being great. And a difference between sustained greatness. Sustained greatness. Yeah. Bingo. So you look at somebody like Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was good. Kurt Warner, you know Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. Yeah. Like he was the John Starks. Came in off the street, ran the greatest show on turf. He was the, Mark Bolger went down. You know what I'm saying? I got this shit. 
Kurt <laughs> Warner, he wound up having 30,000 career yards. Yeah. Won a Super Bowl. Went to another Super went Bowl. Went to another Super Bowl. Very good. Yeah, very good. Not great, very but good. very good. Because he had some seasons where I was like, what the fuck is Kurt Warner doing? Dog, but he did what he was <laughs> supposed to do. He got in with the greatest show on turf, ran it up, got a big contract with the Arizona, got him a suit, and he sit on TV now. Kurt Warner made it. Yeah, he did, It's a he long did way thing. from shopping bag. You know what I'm saying? Long motherfucking way from that. <laughs> Then you have greatness, which is Peyton Manning becoming the all-time touchdown king, becoming the all-time passing king, uh, just coming from the lineage that he comes yeah, from with winning Eli Winning the Super Bowl Peyton. with two different franchises. Winning the Super Bowl, the second one, you know. He, different defense carried his ass. Like, <laughs> they, like not trying to be funny, they could put Icebox from Little Giants <laughs> back there at QB. Yeah, they, they literally was number one defense end to end. They, they stole the ball and scored on the first play. <laughs> Remember that shit? The ball hiked and they just took it. <laughs> That Denver that defense, defense was, was ferocious. Insane. Cam Newton called Hike and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Von Miller was over the line. <laughs> they was wilding in that yeah, joint. They, was they took the ball on the first joint. Like when Devin Hester ran it back in the Super Bowl, like that's just some old other shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But then you got, like I said, greatness with Peyton and uh, like even uh, even if you want to go there, like uh, um, I, what's the ball I'm thinking about? Number four from the Packers. Uh, oh, Favre. Brett, Favre. Brett, Brett Favre. That's greatness. But Brett Favre wasn't, like, great every fucking season. He was no. good every season. But he had moments, like, when his dad died. And he, you know. Came out there and just was flinging that shit. Dog. The <laughs> funniest shit y'all ever get a chance It's a fucking comedian. His name is Frank Caliendo. You ever hear this boy? Yeah, for sure. He, he would imitate John Madden on, like, the Sunday morning Sunday shit. Yeah. He got a joint where he called into um, Mike and Mike in the morning. He called into them, and that was the morning that Brett Favre retired. Because, you know, they always make jokes about how much John Madden loved Brett Favre. Yeah. And he's playing John, as John Madden, <laughs> finding out Brett Favre is retired. He's like, oh, no, this is... Say it ain't so, Shoeless Joe. Like, just say all this stupid shit that Madden was Say it ain't so, Shoeless And he Joe. sound just like yeah. he did Madden voice perfectly. Yeah, he used to be on the uh, NFL Sunday, John, when JB was on Fox. Dog, dog. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he, he, um... He was imitating uh, Matt and uh, like hearing That's about Brett Favre. He got another drone. He did Bill Walton voice real, real crazy. And he was making fun of how Bill Walton would just be saying anything <laughs> when like like Wally Zerviak would get hot. And Bill Walton like, uh, uh, Fred Roberts, look out. Like just saying <laughs> <laughs> stupid Fred shit. Fred Roberts, look out. <laughs> like, dog, Frank Caliendo was funny <laughs> as shit. But like I said, then there's sustained greatness where you're talking about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and fucking Drew Brees was like these dudes sit at the top yeah. for a long motherfucking time. A long, even Peyton, you could put Peyton up there. Yeah. Long time of just sitting at, I'm the best. I'm running this team. We the best. Whatever the fuck we on, it don't matter. We gonna get this shit the fuck yeah. done. And every year they in the mix. In the mix, and, and for Tom Brady being in the mix with this new staff, with this new organization. Gronk was retired. Yeah. Yo, yo put, get, your, put your cleats, man. Put them in the back. We're going down Tampa. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it, it's something to be said. Something dope that I saw uh, came across on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Bruce Arians' entire lead staff, all his position coordinators and all that shit. I mean, the uh, offensive, defensive, special teams, all his major coordinators, all black. Yeah. 
All black. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. They was like, shout out to Bruce Aaron. Was that you earlier when they showed the Colt staff and said them crackers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the new Eagle staff. Yeah, the new Eagle staff. <laughs> yeah. They all look the same. They all look like Matt LaFleur. Yeah. They, they all got the same face as Matt LaFleur. I feel I feel bad for Matt LaFleur. You like, shouldn't. <laughs> He's I mean, because in, in those situations. He's 26 and 6 in his first two seasons coaching because he has Aaron Rodgers and he just never puts him in a position to fucking win. Mean. He got to hold that L at some point. He was, uh, this goes back to like the fact that, like, uh, you know, Stephen A and Ryan Clark guys basically saying like certain like white coordinators are allowed to like fail into jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like the number 20, 20 uh, the Titans had like the number 28 offense in the league the year that he got to the fucking Green Bay job. It's like, fam, like, how does this happen? Eric Enemy got the number one offense in the league for the last however many you, years, you, you, and they finding ways to say that it don't matter because you saw, Andy Reid called the police. You saw Deuce is out. Dude said, hey, I had enough of this. I'm cool. Yeah? He, he left the uh, Eagles. Asked, for, asked to be out and shit. They said he had so many opportunities around the league and shit. And once they hired the Bulls, it's like, I'm never going to be a fucking head yeah. coach. You know? And like Jules saying, like, they're not going to promote a running back coach. You know, they be wanting, like, quarterback coaches or defensive coordinators uh-huh. and shit like that. So it's just like, yeah. Shit, even Harbaugh got a fucking job. He was a special teams coach. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so Deuce is out. for like The whole Andy Reid era is over. Damn. Crazy. It's over. One last thing I want to talk about. Uh, versus is hit an all-time low. <laughs> um, versus is bad. Yes. Yeah, we. I, I've said that before. You were ahead of the curve on the defund I, versus. I was ahead. Defund clubhouse, defund versus. Yeah. I've been ahead of that curve. You started the defund clubhouse shit kind of early. Versus, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, they're they like, how, how, much, how much residue is left in this spot? No, like, <laughs> get the razor blade. Yeah. <laughs> they are really going in. Like, you know when you get done the rice and all the good rice just comes out <laughs> into the bowl the and it's just that, that clumpy <laughs> rice at the bottom and you're like, I'm not doing that bad so I can just put some water in it and put it in the garbage. <laughs> That's what. That's yeah, where they're serving that rice. They're serving the, the clumpy rice <laughs> <laughs> at this point. I knew already Ashanti and Keisha Coles was going to be very ghetto. Typical word of mouth, uh, word of thought before you get into your thing. I'm going to clear out and let you do your thing. Anytime you got to reschedule something three times, you probably should just cancel it. Just let it go. You should just let it go. Let it burn. But apparently they send them deposits out already and they say, y'all bitches getting on this motherfucking stage. So they, they wound up doing the old school verses, which is split screen, them in two different locations. Yeah. That's in the baby shower chairs. In the baby shower. The, the split screen shit is awful. It's an awful look. It's just, it's terrible audio. Everything about it is just yeah, it ridiculous. Um, Ashanti was there. She was there on time. Keisha Cole apparently forgot what night it was. She didn't show up for an hour and a half. She was going to start at 8 o'clock. Keisha Cole didn't get there until I was at work. My break was <laughs> over at 9, 10. The bitch was still wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she showed up an hour and a half late. She had an attitude. Titties looked amazing. Titties looked great. Titties always, was titty. Yeah, titties was titty, and she always looked great. Um, Ashanti had performed a plethora of songs already. That was, it, it just, the Doritos bags, <laughs> it, it just, the whole thing about it was strange. Swiss and fucking Timberland really like let corporate America hijack the versus movement mm-hmm. unapologetically. Unapologetically. You got to check for us, bring it on. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. Pork <laughs> runs. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Whatever you trying to sell. Pickle, pickle sausages. <laughs> it's up, baby. Spam, nigga. Vienna, Vienna sausages. Spam, give us two million. It'd be a big ass spam. <laughs> right they there. don't give a fuck, We man. don't give a flying fuck. Um, 
but I, I'm I'm thoroughly over verses. I w- I wanted to go a little bit deeper. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, can we play our song before we get the fuck out of here? I forgot all about that. World premiere, premiere, world, premiere. world premiere of what's his name? Man, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta set this up right. Shout out to Kells Ent, Miami artist Trizzy Tree, new song Bay Fuck Them Hoes, affectionately known as BFTH. World premiere on TRPE. Man, they stay tripping over these lame assholes. Nigga ain't worried about that, man. I'm not chasing a bag, man. For real, man. Tripping always hit my line on that goofy shit, man. For real. I can catch a bitch lying with a straight face. Don't main man me, that shit fake. I was down on my last, it was just bait. So when it's time to break bread, no, it's just bait. Real niggas do real things, just saying. Nigga left you with my left and my right hand. Real talk, pulled up in a one night stand. Fuck Cupid, he fucked up a nigga plan. Just plan, still trend. Take flight, ain't gotta talk, cause you know why I step right. Got the wheel, you ever swerve, getting left, right. Sound the realest in G's, that's right. Ho hit my bitch, then we gon' fight. Ain't gotta let the book know, no, it's on sight. Ho hit my bitch, then we gon' Fight. Ain't got to let the book no noise on sight. Bay fuck them hoes. Bay fuck them hoes. Bay fuck them hoes. Bay fuck them hoes. Cause they gon' gossip. Cause you the hotness. Don't let them stop this. Look, they ain't got shit. Bay fuck them hoes. Bay fuck them hoes. Bay fuck them hoes. Bay fuck them hoes. Cause they gon' gossip. Cause you the hotness. Don't let them uh. stop this. See, they ain't got shit. Bet they you never met a nigga up. like Tree. Hey, hit it with the bean stick. Hey, I take you around the world, bay nights to the A. The beginning of it is like the beginning of confessions. <laughs> like, no, stop playing. Like, like, <laughs> put that on everything. <laughs> That's how it felt. Shout out to the Miami TRP delegation at I am Trizzy Tree and at Kells ENT, K E L S E N T, number 10. Make sure y'all follow them on IG. Y'all can check out that uh, song in full. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Trizzy Tree probably got it on his page somewhere and they're going to have it up on YouTube. But yeah, that's uh, Bay Fuck Them Hoes world premiere here on TRPE, man. The power of social media. I just opened up the, the, no. uh, the, the TRPE uh, IG. It was just sitting right there. I said, I have to hear this song. Bay Fuck Them Hoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit. That's now. a banger. <laughs> shit is hot. Oh, man, you got anything else? I ain't got nothing else, man. Uh, oh, <laughs> announcement, 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 announcement. Oh, I love this fucking shit. Uh, it, it, NGTV <laughs> is officially on Fire Stick and Apple uh, yeah, TV. Congratulations, congratulations. So now we are on Fire Stick and on Apple TV, so that gives us an additional television window where y'all can check us out at, um, at your on your home television. Um, also, make sure y'all go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash the realest podcast ever. Make sure y'all subscribe, uh, view the videos, like, share, and um, let everybody know that this is y'all favorite podcast, man. We got a potential announcement in the works in the next couple of weeks. I talked to uh, Matt and Big Dan about that off air. And um, other than that, man, we just appreciate y'all. Just keep supporting the movement. OfficialTRPE.com website going to be launching soon with new merch, media player, all of that stuff on there. And uh, that's pretty much all I got, man. I got nothing else. Peace. We out of here. See y'all next week. They fuck them hoes. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. 
that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.